Shop at Acme and redeem your rewards points for free grocery items or discounts on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Download the Acme mobile app or visit acmemarkets.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is the 27th day of June, a Tuesday. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, yesterday, Mayor Jim Kenney announced the results of a three-day narcotics bust in Kensington last week. It was a multi-agency effort that uh, netted 175 arrests, more than $1.4 million in drugs, and about 27 guns. Some of the seized items include 60 pounds of marijuana, 1,200 grams of heroin, 850 grams of fentanyl, and $100,000 in cash. It's a takedown of what officials are calling just the latest effort to clean up the streets of Kensington. You know what they should do? They should give that uh, narcotics and give it to the guys who completed the bridge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good job. What is happening in Kensington is unacceptable. We cannot allow uh, the continued operation of a drug market that exploits and endangers our residents, said Kenny. So all of a sudden it's unacceptable? Not for like the last forever years? No, that's, that's <laughs> okay. why he's saying the continued operation. All right. It's pretty amazing when you stop and think, I mean, look at the amount of stuff they got. And they this, got, is, yep. this is not like a one-off. Stuff mm-hmm. like this comes in all the time. Yeah. Officers and agents from all levels of law enforcement participated, uh, including the Philadelphia Police, FBI, DEA, and others. Police say they are planning their next initiative and plan to target other neighborhoods. I think something like this every now and again is a reminder that we are out here working behind the curtain. This is a result. Uh, this is what results look like, said Police Commissioner Danielle Outlaw. So there was something similar that happened, if you guys remember, a number of years ago there was a huge drug bust at Boeing. Um, there was, uh, you know, so like it was like you know pills and all that sort of stuff, and and it was all going through. I, I don't, uh, yeah, yeah. But it was it was a huge effort by the DEA, and I remember talking to somebody about this. And after the huge bust was made, I'm we're talking dozens of arrests. Uh, the person said, you know, whoever is uh, has is out there doing this stuff now, uh, be careful because now there is a whole team and a whole resources of people that. Are, have already wrapped up this thing, and now they're on to the next one. So they've wrapped this thing up in Kensington, and now, like you said, they're moving on to the next initiative. So if you feel like you've gotten away with some stuff for, you know, scot-free for a little yeah, while. get ready. So get to re- the drug smugglers who listen to this show. Stop doing it now because they're, they're, they're moving on to the next initiative. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Strong winds brought down several trees in Delaware County last night. A quick, powerful storm tore through Ridley Township and left a lot of damage and cleanup to be done. Uh, when the storms passed, there was a fire mixed with, mixed in with trees and power lines in one neighborhood. <laughs> down trees all over the county, power outages and debris scattered. The cleanup is underway, but it's not going to be a quick fix. Crews are continuing to cut up the trees, clear the debris, and work on down power lines. Uh, no injuries were reported in the storm. Much of the Delaware Valley was under a threat for severe weather. Monday night. My house was was rocking around three o'clock this yeah, morning. Yeah, yeah. I, I we got like two by me. I feel like one was maybe like eleven o'clock ish, eleven right, eleven right. thirty something what, like big that. Booms or oh yeah, like yeah. a big storm, and then again later, like uh, around three or so. Right. Steve, same as you. Uh, yeah, it was, but it was lighting up, and you could hear the booms. I all I kept thinking of was my cats. I'm like, where are the cats? Are they okay? <laughs> my, my cats <laughs> are on the bed, and they this. sort of get up. And go <clears throat> okay. <laughs> I love it. I think it's. Uh, it's I think it's cool. To it's hear like stuff. classic, you know, Frankenstein stuff. Yeah. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. 
Triple- uh, uh, without the damage, of course. Yeah. AAA says plan a lot for a lot of company if you're headed out of town for the 4th of July holiday. They released their holiday forecast yesterday. Holiday travel is expected to break records with nearly 51 million people nationwide estimated to head out of town to celebrate. AAA projects that more than 671,000 Philadelphia area residents will travel a distance of 50 miles or more over the Independence Day weekend, up 4% uh, last year and settling uh, setting a new record for the holiday, the company said. Mm. AAA says nearly 83% of travelers or more than 545,000 Philadelphia area residents will be hitting the road for the holiday, up nearly 2% over last year. While most people will be driving, air travel is rising nearly 13% over last year, with more than 67,000 residents projected to take the skies. But the biggest increase will be among alternate transportation methods. Trains, buses, and cruises are expected to rise, a whopping 20% for Philadelphia area travelers. Wow. AAA says travel by other modes of transportation, which was slowest to recover from the pandemic, is up more than 20% over last year, with more than 50,000 Philadelphia area residents training, busing, or cruising to their holiday destination. In sports this morning... The Phillies were off last night. They're in Chicago tonight to open up a series at Wrigley Field against the Cubs. Ranger Suarez will get the start. The first pitch is scheduled for 8.05. In hockey news, Edmonton Oilers center Connor McDavid won several individual honors at the NHL Awards after the best season of his career. McDavid won the Hart Trophy as the league's most valuable player and the Ted Lindsay Award as the Players Association's most outstanding player. It was McDavid's third Hart Trophy win after having been nominated five times. He earned 195 first-place votes for the Hart Trophy with Boston's David Pasternak getting the only other first place vote. And Mike Doherty, who worked behind the scenes for the Eagles for more than three decades, is now being recognized by the Pro Football Hall of Fame with an award of excellence for his work. Doherty, the team's film and video director from 1976 through 2012, never missed one of the team's 736 games. He will be officially honored by the Pro Football Hall of Fame this week. Along with Lou Tucker, Doherty was part of a two-man crew for the Eagles and helped usher in a new era of film technology into the NHL, uh, the NFL, sorry. As technology boomed, uh, the need for more information expanded and Doherty helped to lead the league and the Eagles into the 21st century. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you very much, Kathy. That last story was about Casey's cousin. Yep. Is that, that's right. Yeah. Yes. I mean, cousin through marriage, but regardless. Still. Yeah, his uh, his brother's married to my godmother, my cousin Linda, and I actually worked with him as a... Uh, I, I auditioned to be a ball boy or a video producer with him. How'd that work out? Uh, I got homesick and I went home. <laughs> uh, but it I, happened. I, I stayed with him in the, and and listen, it's just like Randall Cunningham, Reggie White, Jerome Brown. I was living in the dorms at Westchester University with those guys. That's and, awesome. Uh, you know, and then I got I got homesick. But uh, yeah, Doc has he, he innovated the uh, the video. Uh, production that's uh, awesome in in the NFL for like practices and stuff like that. Yeah. Deserved. Now Big your li- lineage to him sounded like uh, Lone Star's yes. relation to <laughs> uh, Dark Helmet. Yeah. Uh, what was that again? All right. So his brother John is married to my cousin Linda. So okay, he's a you cousin just said godmother, group. and I'm like, wait a so minute, that he, doesn't necessarily mean your godmother's your relative, but she's your cousin. She's so my therefore, cousin. Yeah, yeah, by marriage, he's your you sister. Yeah. He, he is indeed your sister. <laughs> he is my sister. Uh, well, that's really cool. It is cool. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna be in the NFL Hall of Fame. So well, when I go, I'll to still camp, borrow money from yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Have you right. ever been there? 
Uh, I'm going to go after Doc gets uh, okay. yeah. uh, inducted, right. and then I'll go Wait, and have a reason. On one of the drives west, weren't you getting close there? And we just we couldn't do it, right? We didn't have enough time? Yeah, so when we drove to the Super Bowl, one of the routes that we were going to take was yeah. going to take us through New Heights, uh, where uh, Kelsey lived, That's grew right. up, and, and we would have been by Kenton. But we didn't go that way. Uh, it just didn't work out because then we wouldn't have been able to go through Kansas City. So, gotcha. right. uh, well, listen, we got a few things uh, planned for this uh, Tuesday morning. Today, in case you didn't know, it is National Ice Cream Cake Day. What? I know. Uh-huh. Uh, I am a fan what? of ice cream cakes, and uh, our friends at Acme uh, have got a giveaway in conjunction with that. So we'll do that, I love early that. at some point this morning. Uh, it is Tattoo Day, so we have your chance to win a President Steve themed tattoo. Text the word tattoo to three nine three three three. And we will uh, see if you end up winning a three hundred fifty dollars gift certificate from our very good friends at Floating World Tattoo and Piercing on South Street. So get in on that. We also have a guest uh, today, Chris Geisens, who is the CEO of Wawa. We have had Chris on the program many times throughout the year. He's a good dude. And tomorrow is Wawa Hoagie Day. Casey and I will be hosting it. We'll be down at uh, the Independence Mall area for that tomorrow morning. And uh, we're going to have some giveaways uh, from Wawa in conjunction nice. with uh, Chris's stop by today. So we have a lot of stuff to give away, a lot of people to talk to and things to do. So let's take a break. Come back in a second. The entertainment report is on the way with a stupid question, so make sure you stay with us because we'll be back in a moment. Don't forget, the stupid question, Bruce Springsteen what? tickets. Wow. Bruce what? Springsteen and the East Eastern. I know, you can barely contain what? yourself. We'll be back what? in a sec. Stay with us. The MMR app can't remember your Wawa order, but it can pair with your Bluetooth or Apple or Android car system, streaming us right into your speakers. Oh, and if you could grab us a meatball shorty and an iced tea, that'd be great. Thanks. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back. And this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, hmm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double hung, sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Bruce Springsteen tickets and the E Street Band show number two, Friday, August 18th at Citizens Bank Park. If you can answer this question correctly, you win those tickets if we get you on the air here. The question is, where do you end up if you fly toward the second star to the right and then proceed straight on till morning? Mm-hmm. 215-263-WMMR. <clears throat> Call if you know the answer. Where do you end up if you fly toward the second star to the right and then proceed straight on till morning? Call now. We'll go through some birthdays. Today in the 27th day of June, we will begin with uh, Julia Duffy. She was on Newhart. Yes. And Designing Women. 
Yes, I cool. liked her. A little yeah. uh, more petite, tiny. Yeah, she's cute. She was uh, dating in the Newhart show. She was with Peter Scolari, right? I believe that is correct. Yeah. Yes. Uh, she is celebrating her 72nd birthday today. Uh, it's Toby McGuire's birthday as well. Great. Uh, and that's everything from uh, Cider House Rules, uh, Spider-Man movies, uh, Seabiscuit, The Ice Storm, whole bunch of stuff. Seabiscuit alone. Yeah, you could. That that's all you have to do. Yep. Sea Biscuit is so good. It's an amazing film. Yeah, it's about a horse. He oh, turns yeah. uh, forty eight years old today. Bruce Johnson, a member of the Beach Boys, turns eighty one years old today. So he's one of those Beach Boys that I really didn't know a whole lot about. So I did a quick uh, yeah. dive on information about him. What's his story? Um, he joined in nineteen sixty five and. Um, uh, he was, uh, I think one of the first albums was Pet Sounds that he arrived on and sang backup vocals. He did sing kind of co-lead on uh, God Only Knows, which is a, obviously an, an amazing song. But an interesting thing about him is he wrote the song, I Write the Song. Ah, for Barry Manilow. Which was not only a number one hit for Barry Manilow, but it won a Grammy for Best Song. That's pretty wild. And he's the dude who wrote it. And not only that, he sings backup vocals uh, on Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. Elton John. From Elton John. What? And from The Wall, Pink Floyd, uh, The Show Must Go On. He's a backup singer on that So as very well. talented. So as a songwriter as well, did he do, was he some of the lyrics on Pet Sounds? Because Brian Wilson split those chores. I didn't see anything about that. Okay. I, I think he was mainly brought in as a vocalist. I think he Caterer? played uh, bass as well. I'm not 100% sure, but uh, yeah, he turns uh, 81 years well, there old. there you go. Very so. cool. A big part of uh, of the Beach Boys legacy. So happy birthday to Bruce Johnson. This is the show must go. But wait, this is this is Queen. I know. Uh, the show must go on by the by the who by Pink Floyd by Pink Floyd. Yeah, from what the, the freak. <laughs> It's all good. We don't have the... We uh, don't have it. All right. Well, anyway, ah, we're moving hell. on. J.J. Um, Abrams has a birthday today, and uh, he's brought us things like Lost and Alias and Fringe and the Star Trek movies and Star Wars Force Awakens. Uh, he is 57 today. Word is he's working on a new Star Trek film. I hope that does happen. I do, too. I hope he yep. directs it. Yep. Um, it's Khloe Kardashian's birthday today. Aww. Oh, my God! Khloe! Khloe turns 57. I love you, baby. Let me in your... Sector of the solar system for your birthday. So I'm going to fire a pulsar beam. You'll see it light up the nighttime sky, and that's Daddy sending his love to you. <laughs> I love you, Daddy. I love you too, do I know, sweetie? Caitlin is uh, the step uh, parent, yes. right? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, because uh, Kardashian, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's dead. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, but I Chloe, think OJ killed him. Uh, Chloe is uh, celebrating her 39th birthday today. So she's. Uh, She's. I. I don't know. She looks, Preston, as much as she stopped looking like herself years ago. That much more uh, unbelievable. I've. I, really? There's a picture of her, I, and I literally looked at the picture, and you know how it happens, Kathy. Where you go, no, they got that wrong. That is a wrong. That is a wrong photograph for her. It's insane how different she looks. She almost has like a little like Michael Jackson look. Okay. Like she's really getting. 
beyond the facial surgery stuff. I have not taken a, I've not seen her in a while. I'd see some photos every now and then, but I have not, I will have to take a. I guarantee you she's on an Ozempic drip. There there was a time where she, I mean, listen, she she was always, I thought, a pretty girl from the very beginning, but there was a time where she was looking really good. Now she's just past that and it's just bizarre. Hopefully she's allowed to eat all the popcorn she wants to. (laughs) Kathy does a great impression of her eating popcorn. them on my shirt. I really love popcorn. <laughs> Chloe's 39. I don't know if they'll do a big blowout for her or wait oh, for the yes, 40th. Oh, yeah. What they usually know. do is they lower like a bison or something into her pen. Uh, and uh, <laughs> uh, We also have uh, actor Sam Claflin. If you watched uh, The Hunger Games, he played uh, Finnick O'Dare, uh-huh. who's the main character. Uh, and he turns 37 years old today. Uh, we also have uh, from the Harry Potter universe, Matthew Lewis played Neville Longbottom, who ended up becoming a very important character. And in the books, actually, Nick, he had a, like, there was potential he was going to be uh, in the, oh man, I can't remember. Hey, uh, what uh, are you <laughs> trying to say? The Order of the Phoenix or something like that? Yeah, it was a where they uh, they have the prophecies. He was yeah. one of the ones that was prophesized as being... Yeah, like most characters, they expand on his story in the books, or like J.K. did. The, the Chosen books. One or yeah. something, yeah. Uh, see, to replace Potter. <laughs> Not replace, no. It is interesting to see what a good-looking young man he became because he was, you know, that dorky little nerdy kid. Yeah. yeah. Especially in the first couple of movies, and then uh, he grews up nice. Uh, he turns 34 today. Uh, Chandler Riggs, who played Coral oh, <laughs> in The Walking Dead. Oh. Yeah, Coral! Coral! Uh, he is 24 years old. I today. was never thrilled with the way he uh, died in that series. It just seemed no. like after all you'd gone through, it's like, come on! Well, he had... Um, I'm trying to remember how... I mean, spoiler alert if you haven't yeah, yeah. watched The Walking Dead yet. Uh, but he, yeah, it was like a slow death, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he got he got bitten saving somebody else while they were in uh, Alexandria. So he knew it was coming, and he he, knew they had coming, the day. Yeah. To he scraped his arm on some coral, yeah, <laughs> uh, to make uh, you know uh, say his farewells, right? Yeah. Stuff, so, yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so he turns twenty four years old today. Don't know what he's been up to lately. Uh, and then the last birthday. This is nice. Actor Jeremy Swift, who plays Higgins. on... Ted Lasso. Love it. Love He's it. Great. Love it. I love about his character is that he occasionally occasionally gags. <laughs> uh, when somebody says something that's kind of off color to him, he just goes <laughs> like that. <laughs> and it's been a running gag for the entirety of that entire show. But he's such a he's such a great character, and I love his bizarre. You know, he, he's a, he's a huge jazz fan. Yeah, he's got his own little jazz project, uh, which is awesome. So, uh, happy sixty third birthday to Jeremy Swift Higgins on Ted Lasso. Preston, I have one more birthday for you, oh. and it's a personal favorite because it brought a very great moment on our oh show. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> okay. Wait, hang on. I want to see his credits. So this guy came by to visit us. And I think he was promoting Leverage, the Leverage. TV show Leverage. Yeah. And he was he was at the camp out for hunger. I remember this, yeah. And uh, his name is Christian Kane. And yeah. Casey, brilliantly, mm. in the middle of the interview, goes, he, do you have the music ready? He goes, oh, excuse me, do you have a sister, Christian? Oh, <laughs> 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 
And he rolled with it. He was, yeah, just, he was a, a good dude. He was yeah. a very nice guy. I don't know why, but I have his phone number. What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so so later him. we could text him after. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> text him the clip. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? I'd love to talk to him. So happy birthday to Christian Kane. And uh, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Where do you end up if you fly toward the second star to the right and then proceed straight on until morning? 215-263-WMMR. And we will go to Lou to see if we can get the answer. Our first caller in. Hey, Lou, good morning. Hey, good morning. All right. I go poopy. (laughs) I go poopy, yes. I've heard that in a long time. All right, Lou, when you're not going poopy... You need to tell us where we're headed to. Where do you end up if you fly toward the second star on the right and then proceed straight on till morning? I think we end up in Neverland. Neverland. Yeah! That is right. All right. I go poopy! All right, Lou, hang on. Because you, sir, are going to see Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Show number two, Friday, August 18th at Citizens Bank Park. Tickets for Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, Wednesday, August 16th, and Friday, August 18th at Citizens Bank Park are available at phillies.com slash Springsteen. We'll give away more tickets yes, tomorrow. Yes, unbelievable. Same time. Uh, let's see. All right, since we were talking about unbelievable. Chloe, <laughs> Chloe, we had a nice conversation about her. Kim... Uh, she graced the the cover of the latest issue of Vogue Italia and opened up about navigating parenting following her divorce from Kanye. Uh, she said, if it's something concerning my kids, uh, dad and uh, my kid's dad, and I'm upset, I try not to show as much emotion. Uh, she told the outlet and uh, she said, shares, of course, four children with him, they have 10-year-old uh, North, 7-year-old Saint, 5-year-old Chicago, and 4-year-old Psalm. She said, I have to be ready to explain why I'm upset, and it might not be appropriate for them to know, she said. Uh, c- commenting on West's public tirades when uh, she was dating Pete Davidson, uh, Kim said, I think sometimes people can just be really reactive. And it won't help the situation. That's not going to help. It won't make it go away quicker. I think at some point you just have to surrender to not getting the last word and not having your truth out there. I also saw a really good example from my parents. And that was helpful. It makes me want to be an example for my kids, too. And I don't know why I led with this story, but I did. (laughs) It was amazing. It gave us some insight into a world, and she did. You saw that photo shoot she just recently did, right, Preston? No, I didn't. What, it's what? for Skims, okay. And uh, she's. Uh, it's very provocative. She's with some hunky guys, and they're draped all over each other. Oh, I'm, I'm looking at some different pictures of her and two other women in bikinis uh, draped all over. Yes, each other. same shoot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, all right. I, now I see the hunky guys. That's cool. That's uh, for uh, Hormel. Okay. <laughs> Hormel. Yeah, yeah she's a big chili fan. Yeah. <laughs> I think I can probably like relax with some chili. If you like chili. It'd be great. Like so mar- good. martini glasses yeah. filled with chili oh. sitting by the pool. This chili is to die for. <laughs> Just, um, it's not the kind of thing you see them eating. Yeah, I I saw one of her Skims TV spots, and Rochelle just heard me yell at the television. <laughs> It's the voice. It's the voice. I mean, yeah. I'm just I'm like, shut up. It's too much. No, no. Go Elvis on the TV. Amber Heard has been keeping a low profile since Johnny Depp's defamation lawsuit against her last year, but the actress made her first. 
some it squeaks out now and then. Her first red carpet <clears throat> appearance since the trial at Saturday's premiere of In the Fire, and the film's director Connor Allen and Heard's co-star Luca Calvani both spoke with Deadline about her light and her resilience. She's a light angel. Uh, She's a light worker. Uh, Alan said, I'm so happy that Amber went through something so awful and it didn't change her as a person. Alan! 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 Oh! Alan! Alan! Uh, Alan said, she's still the shining light that we explained earlier. And to go through something that terrible and be able to come out the other side and be whole, well, I can't imagine it. She's a solar flare. (laughs) Now, Calvani told the outlet... Who occasionally craps in bed. Uh, Calvani told the outlet she's a star and she has that light. She glows and she pulls you in and she shares it with everybody. The last person... like an angel. The last person on set will uh, feel it and feel a connection with her. Anyone that suffers that sort of ordeal and is able to overcome it with grace, no matter what side you're on, no matter what you believe or which social media outlet you plug into or whatever your hashtags are, Mm. you have to give credit for the incredible journey this woman has been through and she can teach us all a couple of things as far as resilience and courage. I saw this young lady place her hands on a man who was blind and returned his hearing. (laughs) (laughs) She's working up to it. Yeah. Variety reports at the film's premiere at the 69th uh, Termina Film Festival. Oh, that's in, close to Tiramisu, and we both like that. In Termina, Italy. I love me a good tiramisu. Uh, required extra security <laughs> due to the online threats that heard. Protected tiramisu. Received. That's your fave, right? Is that your fave? It's one of my all-time favorites. I thought it was uh, Tres Leches. It's Whoa. up there, man. There's there, Those are two of the greatest creations that mankind has ever come up with, in my humble opinion. They're lights in the dessert community. Oh, Tres Leches. So yummy. Muy bien. They never Muy bien. they could have stopped at dos leches. Even yeah. that would have been yeah, good yeah. enough, but no. No, they added a trip. They went to Trace. This is good, but it could be better. <laughs> Inadequate. You think there's a cuatro leches out there somewhere? Oh there's too many leches. There are ears out there who would love the secret. It's like seven-minute abs. <laughs> and somebody comes up with six-minute abs. <laughs> yeah, they break a sweat. Um, all right. <laughs> Marlon, man, the best. Man, there is, oh! a, there is a quattro leches. Yes, Paula what? Dean. Paula Dean. Wow, oh. she created quattro leches. Right. Uh, Do we have the uh, her orgasm in the... Uh, oh, the... You know what? I would love to hear that. Yeah. Okay. Um, what was your question while you're searching for uh, that? What would the fourth milk... I don't even know. Cinco leches. <laughs> no. Oh. What are the... Of there the are two leches, what are the three milks? What are, what the are they? Oppenheimer oh, actually deals go. with the development of the f- fifth leche. Yeah, that's yeah. in the new movie. It's yeah. coming out in July. Uh-huh. Uh, evaporated <laughs> milk, Casey, condensed milk, and then heavy cream. Uh, and then for the uh, fourth in cuatro leches, they added dulce de leche. Can you do that again? Because I was looking at Paula Dean yes. a moaning. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> when I came out here to Spencer's today, it wasn't my choice to have an orgasm. Oh, God. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 I'm going to have to change my pants. 
<laughs> so, Casey, in, in Tres Leches, there is condensed, evaporated, and heavy cream. And then, uh, apparently, Preston, Quattro Leches is a southern delicacy in the U.S. Oh. And they uh, and maybe that's why it's on Paula Dean's website. But it, it, they added the fourth milk, which is caramelized, also known as dulce de leche. It is oh. sensational. It is sensational. You know this is, like, my nightmare, right? Well, well, oh, well, you yeah. know, I hate milk, you like milk. That consistency, like, and you guys are talking about it so lovingly that I... I Want to try it? And then I thought about it in my mind. It doesn't, it doesn't have that consistency. I agree. At all. I think you would it's like not it. Like, no, it's like mushy and wet and yeah, yeah it's very. No, nice. I, I can't do it's that. It's very, very moist. Yeah. Oh, can I, you just? Try uh, it uh, God, the flavor. Uh, oh my God. So good. Uh, I just had translations <laughs> and a shot. Just do it for me one time. Is there any chocolate in it? Well, yeah, I mean, you can do a chocolate drizzle, but I I prefer a caramel drizzle. Trace Leches makes me squirt. (laughs) Dear God. Is she? No, no, no. She's up in uh, heaven. She's still alive, but she's, no, she's, she's up in heaven. All right, listen. I got, Come on, I, man. I got our stories all here. Right, right. One is about a friend of ours that I need to share. Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney are among those putting money into Formula One racing. Oh, They're putting oh money Come on, into, they need more money, these I'm people. saying. It's uh, going to be a financial jugger. Already is. Yeah. Remember we asked Rob, this was like years ago. We were like, are you a, a millionaire. millionaire yet? And yeah, he's he, probably a millionaire. He, no, I mean, then, now he's got to be. Oh, yeah. Yes. Multi-millionaire. But he had said at the time, he goes, no, I'm a hundred thousandaire. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. And that was, but that was in the first couple seasons. That's before yeah. Mystic Quest. That's before uh, sunny, uh, the, sunny. right. Uh, this before, uh, Socrates. Now the, the association with Ryan Reynolds and, and the now, liquor. Yeah, they have a right? whiskey brand. Yep. Well, and now this. And now this. Oh Formula One, God. you're talking mega. You're talking lots of money in mega. this sport. So, uh, yeah, they have, uh, they've expanded their investments in uh, the world of sport. On Monday, it was announced that uh, they become part of a 200 million euros investment. And 200 million euros is in the ballpark of $200 million. Yeah, it's about equal now. Uh, uh-huh. Investment uh, representing a 24, 24% stake in Alpine Racing, who sit fifth in the rankings. Uh, Reynolds Maximum Effort Production Company has teamed up with uh, Atro Capital and Redbird Capital Partners and Black Panther star Michael B. Jordan is also among the investors. Uh, the news was announced by Alpine's parent company, Renault, and James Tony, co-founder of Maximum Effort Investments with Ryan Reynolds. Look at these racing tires in this picture, Preston. They've got no treads on them. That's Those are the kind of... Um, you know, those tires are just amazing the way they, uh, if you've ever tried to pick up one, they weigh like a house. Yeah. Do you think uh, Ryan Reynolds will remember us? Um, I think Ryan think Reynolds might very well remember that experience. He seems, again, it's only perception, but he seems like a genuine guy who is, does remember things like that. And right. you guys had a moment. Uh, when his, uh, a moment. Yeah, when he was, uh, it was, um, uh, what was it, Van, Van Wilder. Van Wilder, we yeah. hung out with him. Specifically, he invited me and my wife up to the party that nobody else was like. It was, it was only for the Special consideration for you. He really did. Yeah. He really did. And he was a super nice guy. But I wonder if he'll remember that well, like I remember. It was me, him, and Sugar Cult. Maybe we'll have, wow. Cult. Maybe we'll have the opportunity to ask him in person. I yep. When uh, Wrexham is coming to town, which is on uh, July 28th, I believe. Yes, sir. The date. And uh, we're, we're preparing to, you know, do some live broadcasts around that. And uh, obviously talking to Rob some more. But we're hoping to chat with Ryan again. We are sucking up so hard our ass cheeks are imploding. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
yeah. all of us. <laughs> <laughs> so we're looking forward to it. All right, uh, Jamie Foxx's uh, Dad Stop Embarrassing Me co-star, Portia Coleman, uh, spoke with Entertainment Tonight at the BET Awards about the actor's recovery following an undisclosed medical complication and told the outlet... I've talked to people very close uh, to Fox. He is doing well. I hate that the media outlets keep running with the narrative of what was going on without having a proper without having the proper information. And this comes after some claim that Fox was hospitalized following a negative COVID uh, reaction to COVID vaccine, which his rep later said was completely inaccurate. But we still have no idea what's so, going on other than he was sent to a facility that does specialize in uh, rehabilitation for people who have had strokes. So someone who talked to someone again, If it, listen, uh, it's their personal business how this happens, but they certainly can, somebody should be able to understand that when you're hearing it from a third party all the time and you haven't seen any bit of him or anything like even, <clears throat> you remember, um, uh, God, I'm having a brain fart, the, the snowplow, um, uh, Liam Neeson. No, no, no. <laughs> he <laughs> ran over himself. Oh, Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner. Mr. Plow? Yeah, yeah. Mr. Plow. Uh, I have a special set of skills. Uh, you saw a picture of him in a couple of days. Yeah. You know, and we haven't seen anything. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's concerned. Yeah. yeah. And really. then you want only the best from. Yeah. Uh, Stranger Things star Noah Schnapp uh, uh, thoroughly enjoyed celebrating Pride over the weekend. Uh, taking to Instagram on Sunday to share photos, he wrote, First Pride. And the caption along with a red heart emoji. Uh, he had publicly come out as gay in January of this year. Uh, he goes to Penn. Yeah. Did yes. he do it here? What's that? Did he do it here? I don't no, that, know. That looks, looks like, like it's uh, Washington Square. What? Oh, New York, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a student at Penn, which is cool. Would love to have him on sometime. That'd be awesome. I love when he came out and basically everyone in his life said, we knew. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but you still have to go yeah. through that. Sure. Absolutely. Um, Dwayne Dog the Bounty Hunter Chapman yeah. took to Instagram on Monday to yeah, reveal man. that he secretly fathered a son named John. What? Monday also marked the fourth anniversary of his wife, Beth Chapman's death. And he wrote, for the last four years, this day was a terrible reminder of one of the greatest losses of my life. But God redeemed this day when I discovered my son, John, who I just met recently, was born on this day. Hey, nice to meet you. Yeah. He's, he just met his four-year-old. And um, I'm, I'm very sorry, and I apologize with all my heart. That's all he has to say about that. <laughs> he, uh, the woman he married, has since married, was one of his wife's best friends. I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Oh. So that's not complicated. Nick Cannon is approaching fatherhood through the lens of psychology. During a recent appearance, the Wild and Out star revealed that he is pursuing a master's degree in child psychology. All right. He said, uh, the presence of a father and how much will they need you and the Freudian aspect of reverting back to your childhood trauma or the lack thereof, nature versus nurture. These are conversation I, conversations I have several times every single day. And he He's said, probably more of an expert than your average child psychologist at this yeah, point. Yeah, what does he have, 12 kids? Yeah. I said, I'm living, whether in therapy, on my own, or even just wanting to make sure that uh, every single child has what they need developmentally and emotionally. I'm studying the brain, and at uh, what point does sensory matter? So he's trying but to he's a on it. scientific look at it. Well, if Kim can become a lawyer, he can do this. There you go. Uh, this is really cool. So Barbie's in real life Malibu Dreamhouse is going back up on Airbnb. This time Ken is hosting. 
Two free overnight stays, and you should see this place. It's I, I awesome. Wanna, I want to go. Did you I, see it? I guess Where I saw it. it. I want to go. It's in Malibu. Oh, that makes sense. And so they have, and, and this house, they've done this before, but the last time they did it, it didn't look like this. They, no. They've covered it in pink. It looks like it's made out of pink plastic. Oh it's it's awesome. It's incredible. Even- it looks just like the real thing. My favorite part is the outside, like the pool, the the lounge chairs, they're all pink. Like, it just... Everything. Or inside... It looks awesome. Kathy, the closet looks the closet, like the closet I, you would find in I, the Malibu. I, I know, because my... Uh, the. Uh, <laughs> The, we had there were a couple of boys and, and the one girl Debbie in our group that played together. We had our GI Joes and she had her fun. Yeah. and I remember seeing that thing constantly. We had one of the one of the dream houses at yeah. home when when Caroline was younger, and this it it was you know this looks like it, it was it's, this. It's fake plastic. It looks incredible. That was like the big get like that was like if you oh, yeah. got Malibu Barbie's uh, house like that was you know you were yeah. the cool kid on the block. Yeah. And how how long before the elevator broke? That little <laughs> string thing that you pulled, you know. So and these, I'm you know, going to walk upstairs. It would fall <laughs> apart. So the life size dream house located in the heart of Malibu uh, just got a pink glow up, and it's going to be listed on Airbnb a couple of days before the anticipated movie hits theaters. Airbnb says it can will host two lucky winners for individual overnight stays on July 21st and 22nd. The listing goes up on the 17th. At 10 a.m. Pacific time, and Airbnb says that two people will be selected and can bring a friend for a free night at the Real Life Barbie House. Now, they're saying Ken will be there. It's I gonna be doubt it's going to be Ryan Gosling. Ryan, we need you to uh, hang out with people for 48 hours. Uh, the two-bedroom, two-bathroom pad is three stories. It's decked out with a private theater, hobby room, outdoor disco dance floor, hot tub, and an infinity pool, not to mention sweeping views of the Pacific Ocean. What was Ken's horse name? Uh, yeah, was that a horse in the, in the uh, or Barbies? Oh, they just that? because they have a statue or a replica of it. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, there was. I remember the, the horses. The Dreamhouse went on Airbnb back in 2019 with a $60 nightly price tag. That was on the 60th anniversary of the iconic doll, and the property has since overgone a makeover. Tawny. Tawny. Tawny was the horse. Yeah, I think so. Uh, to celebrate the super rare listing, Airbnb says it's going to make a donation to save the children. And the lucky winners also get to take home their very own set of yellow and pink Impala skates and surfboards. Oh, <laughs> Isn't that great? <laughs> so try for it, Kathy. Look at that. Look Look at the, the deck picture. It's look. awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. Everything is, is so square and looks fake and, you know, just, like, awesome. just like the dream house. It's great. So, Deadline reports that Angela Bassett will be receiving an honorary Oscar during the November 18th Governor's Awards in Los Angeles. Bassett was most recently nominated for Best Supporting Actress for her role in Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Uh, she, re- she received a Best Actress nomination for her role as Tina Turner in What's Love Got to Do With It in 93. Uh, her reaction to Jamie Lee Curtis winning Best Supporting Actress this year's Academy Awards went viral on social media as the 911 actress appeared to be disappointed. Uh, Robert, what is this crap? Uh, Mel Brooks will also be receiving an honorary Oscar as well. Very much deserved. I love that. Uh, let's see. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Netflix is facing backlash after announcing that Titanic will be returning to the streaming platform on July 1st. Uh, this comes, of course, after five people died in the Titan submersible tragedy. And some people feel that this is, quote, too soon. Um, but I'm sure they had planned this months and months ago. Or, or if not, it's still in the news, you know. And uh, why not? Do a, 
do a contest around it. I think. Don't stop it. <laughs> Listen, we played uh, the day after they they had. Um, Determined that uh, that it was indeed uh, a tragedy and, and that, uh, yeah. that people had died. We had played. It was on our, our music log. We played "Holy Diver" by yeah, yeah. Uh, by Dio. Yeah, and we got some texts of people. Oh, really? That, that were like, "Dude, really? Come on! Come on. We're, like, we're not even thinking about that." I'm sorry. There's you know yeah. a gazillion things going on in the world, and it had nothing to do with that. It's just a song. Yeah, and I'm sure some people died in the ocean um, prior to that as well. <laughs> I, oh, definitely. I, you know no, there I mean? was a, there was a, a ferry that overturned in, yeah, know, in India or somewhere, and sixty people died. And yeah. So, yeah, yeah, okay, but those people aren't millionaires and billionaires, so. Right. Harumph. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see what else we have here. Um, it ends with us. Author Colleen Hoover spoke with today's Jenna Bush Hager about the casting backlash that the forthcoming film received in a recent interview. And some of the book's fans have questioned that 35-year-old Blake Lively, starring as 23-year-old Lily Bloom and 39-year-old Justin uh, Baldoni, uh, starring as 30-year-old Kyle Kincaid. So this is what she had to say, and this is interesting. She said, back when I wrote It Ends With Us, uh, the new adult genre was very popular, and you were writing college-age characters, and that's what I was contracted to do. I made Lily very young, but I didn't know that neurosurgeons went to school for like 50 years, (laughs) and there's not a 20-something neurosurgeon. (laughs) And she said, as I started making the movie, I'm like, we need to age them out because I messed up when I wrote this. So Are you that's fami- my fault. Have you read this? Has anybody read this book? No, uh-uh. uh, not at all. No, but in the book, she made them too young. Yeah, and in hindsight, was like, okay, if we're making a movie about this, gotta we need a few years. We gotta make this age appropriate. So, <laughs> right. the, so the people who have read the book have gone, but wait a second here. So that's the reason behind it. And then one last thing, Tom Holland isn't letting a little criticism get him down. The Spider-Man No Way Home star spoke with uh, Unilad recently about the negative reviews of his new show, The Crowded Room, has received. Oh, really? I've been watching. I've been been enjoying it. Uh, Referring to England's uh, Tottenham Hotspur soccer team, Holland said, I think being a Tottenham fan is somewhat like being in the crowded room. He said, it's taught me resilience. Tottenham has never won anything, and supporting them is incredibly difficult. It's no secret my show has been so horribly reviewed, uh, but I'm here today to promote the show, and I'm still here. I'm very resilient. It's a good quality. Uh, What's it about, Casey? Okay, so he is... All right, I, I I don't want to give too much away because there there's some there are some things that are are not revealed yet. Okay, and you're trying to figure some stuff out, but okay, uh, he is essentially being interrogated by somebody uh, over a crime that he almost committed but didn't quite commit. Okay, um, I heard like an unlikely investigator must solve that mystery, and then uh, behind mm-hmm. behind that, before you know the criminal strikes again, this is like 1979, the summer, right? Something like that. Yeah, are you? Um, I'm reading that. You're <laughs> trying to read it verbatim, but That's, read it verbatim. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, anyhow, it's, it's. I guess it's getting poor. Views, but but you're enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Okay. Um, they're they're not revealing a whole lot, and people might be having issues with that. But right. I, but I also I need somebody. I need to talk to somebody about because I think I know what's going on already. Like, uh, and that makes me mad. That's I, you know. I, I understand the frustration of not revealing enough because that has happened to me before, and I'm like, come on, we got to get somewhere. Mm-hmm. We got to get. I'm, you know, I'm like three, four episodes in. You haven't really given give me, me anything. I need something to go on. Give me something. Uh, uh, those are the things you got to give the the audience something now and then. You have to answer something now and then, and you yep. have to give your protagonist a win now and then. The following mm-hmm. that Kevin Bacon series, right? Which I 
I loved, yeah. he never goddamn won. He lost he every lost single every time. He lost every single time. It's like, you gotta have a win now and then. But there is going to be a reveal, and, and the problem that I have is I think I've already figured it out. At the it's time. Winnie the Pooh. It's the issue that I had with uh, Chris Pratt in the Terminal List. There was another issue that I had with... Uh, uh, like a bank heist movie type of thing, right. uh, or TV show, and I'm like, Ugh. you just want you just want clarity. I'm like, you're gonna do, you're gonna reveal this in episode eight, but I've already figured it out in episode three. I tell you what, you, you know. watch it, waste your time, and then yeah. let us know how it is. Yeah. Right. <coughs> As I inhaled, I breathed in saliva. <laughs> All right, um, let's do the clips. <clears throat> Hijack is an upcoming drama miniseries starring Idris Elba. Mini. Although the actor has largely kept quiet about the project, co-star Justin Salinger talked about the process of filming a series on an airplane. I'll tell you, it was set on an airplane, so it was filming for six, seven months, just turning up to work every day. It was like going on a sort of eight-hour flight every single day, which was quite extraordinary. I don't want to go on a plane again. Shut the f- uh, you can stream all seven episodes of Hijack on Apple TV Plus tomorrow, by the way. That looks pretty good. Here's our next clip. The 15th season of American Ninja Warrior brings with it exciting changes to the competition. Here host Matt Eisman talks about how the show is stepping it up. Bigger, faster, stronger. But the biggest change we've got is side-by-side, head-to-head racing. And you're going to see it in just about every episode. And it's just electrifying because you get to see these ninjas really push each other beyond what they're comfortable doing. And we just saw some remarkable performances and incredible race. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a bad idea, having two people go side-by-side. Yep, yep. That can make it a little more exciting. Uh, The newest perspective. Newest episode of American Ninja Warrior aired last night on NBC and streams today on Peacock. And there you go. That's the last uh, story I have for you. Entertainment report. Case, um, should yes. I go ahead and do this now? You know what today is, right? It's National Ice Cream Cake Day. What? Ice cream cake is a wonderful thing. It really is. And our what? friends at Agni are what? celebrating. They have a variety of cakes in all different flavors and sizes. And I have a $25 Acme gift card for caller 25. Excellent. At yes. 215-263-WMMR. I, your uh, in-laws, Preston, blew my mind. Oh, yeah, I guess yeah. it was last year. <laughs> I never realized that you could uh, order, buy, and eat an ice cream cake on a day that's not somebody's birthday. For no reason. For no whatsoever. reason whatsoever. I was like, you know what? You're right. They have, they love ice cream cake. Yeah, why not? And, and so they just went and picked one up at the grocery store. And Casey had come over and... And he's like, "What? What's the occasion?" Yeah. I'm like, "Not more. Just have an ice cream cake." <laughs> Wait a second. You can do that. You can do that. <laughs> yes, yeah. you can. In fact, do that yes. today. It's National Absolutely. Ice Cream Cake Day. Call her twenty five. We're going to set you up. We're going to take a break. Uh, we will come back in a moment. Don't forget, uh, Wawa Hoagie Day is tomorrow. Yes. Uh, CEO of Wawa taking over the country. Chris Geisens will be in our studio, and we'll do some giveaways in conjunction with his appearance as well. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. The Revivalists. Lincoln Park. The Hooters. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. 
We have to eat quickly uh, here at the radio station. We have these short breaks yes. in between our segments. I saw Casey, Casey Wolf down half of a, uh, a shorty this morning, courtesy <laughs> of our friends from Wawa. Yeah. Thank you to them because tomorrow's Wawa Hoagie Day. Uh, yes. Huge. And they're, it's the biggest hoagie, right? They're either going yes. The world's largest hoagie, and it's free. Lunch yeah. is free on Wawa tomorrow. It's an amazing yeah. thing if you've never gone down to see it. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we're going to have CEO uh, Chris Geisens in here in a little bit. Casey and I will be co-hosting that tomorrow. Yeah. And what kind of what kind of hoagie do you have? Looked like an Italian. Always. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, that's mine, too. That's kind of my standard. Yep. Yeah. So uh, you'll be able to enjoy that. We'll get the details when Chris gets in here in a little bit. But that is tomorrow morning. Uh, and that is on um, Independence Mall and that whole area. Uh, so, yeah, free lunch on Wawa. It's pretty awesome. All right, uh, before we do anything else, I think we, it's been a while. The store's been closed. Oh. It's time to open up the general store and go through some odds and ends. Time to go to the general store where proprietor Preston Elliott always says, it's a good morning to see you. Come on in. Good morning to see you. Uh, so I'm going to start with this story because I uh, have a personal uh, thing that happened the other really? day, which was kind of interesting. Yes, uh, the Atlantic reported that the 2010 Common Core standards began omitting cursive instruction, meaning that many members of Gen Z have never been taught how to read or write in cursive. What? And oh, according yeah. to the Washington Post, even though this form of handwriting used to be a mainstay of American public education, for many students, cursive is becoming as foreign as ancient Egyptian hieroglyphics. So I actually bought Jace a uh, a book because he wanted to learn. He was interested in, in how to do it and how to read it and write it and all of that. So I, I bought him a book. It was supposed to, we were told it was coming back into schools and that they were going to okay. reintroduce it. And uh, and this was just before COVID. COVID hit. It never happened. Sure. My guess is that that's the reason. But now there's no talk of bringing it back into the public schools. Well, and they're starting to ask the question, which is with the development of technology, uh, cursive has become increasingly obsolete. But what impact will that have on the future? And the Atlantic writes, this means in the future, cursive will have to be taught to scholars the way Elizabethan uh, secretary oh hand, uh, hand or paleograph, uh, paleography is today. So what, wow. what's happened over the course of time, and, and you guys tell me if you've had the same experience as well. I find that I write in a hybrid now yeah. that is yep. part cursive, Always, right? Yeah. So some of my letters will be in cursive and some will be uh, just classic yep. letter style and they sort of mesh together. So here's my story. Uh, Rochelle is the manager of my household and the manager uh, pays all the bills, does all the actual work of, of, of signing and, and doing all that stuff. If I'm paying for something, it's usually with a credit card. So Rochelle pays with checks, right. sending out our bills and things like that. So she writes out the checks. I, the other day, had to write a check <laughs> for the first time, and I couldn't tell you how many years. Uh-huh. And I always, since I was a kid and, and began using a checkbook, would write, uh, you know, pay to the order of, and I would write that in print. I don't know why. But yeah. then, right. when it came to the amount, yes. I would write it in cursive. Oh, right. Yes. So I had to start... With the letter F, and I forgot <gasps> how to write how an F in cursive. <laughs> like I a- forgot how to do it. So I guarantee you, most people, or at least a lot of people now, write a hybrid yep. cursive F. So I just stopped. And I, and I, I, wrote, I wrote the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. I wrote the, wrote whole, the thing? whole thing out in print. 
And because I didn't because I didn't want to get halfway through and then realize there was another letter I didn't know how but to do. But your signature is always yeah. in cursive. Yeah, my signature yeah. I could do name. a slip. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean Wait, right. could you do did you look it up? Like could you do it now? Uh yeah, right. I, I, I remember it now. Okay. Uh, All right, right. Because I did in after the air, I was right. done. Um so it's the little curly Q at the top and then this guy. Oh, the cap, yeah, right. Yeah, the capital okay. F. The capital F, yeah. Um, but I, I'd always had crappy-looking cursive writing. You probably had beautiful cursive writing, Kathy. No, you know what? All girls do. My my penmanship was, like, uh, average. I, I always, uh, I liked, you know, the, my friends that had, like, the, the cutesy writing. I wasn't like that. Mine's, um, I, I was very, like, scripty, like, almost like a script font, but okay. it wasn't, like, super pretty. Okay. We had, I remember for years, Preston, in elementary <laughs> school, around the classroom, up on a continuous yes, sort of line where the letters and the cursive letters sure. going all the way around. Yeah. And it was yeah. something you saw constantly. Mm-hmm. There are some cursive letters, uh, capitals, that I just refuse to write the way they uh, were taught. And Q was one of those because the Q just kind of looks like a two. Uh, and I'm not going to do that. Uh, so I do my own. <laughs> it does. I just... It looks like a freaking two. Yeah. Uh, the F, I think you can kind of get away with. Um... Uh, a, a, a bunch of different ways. So I, I don't necessarily do the cursive F the way it is taught. It's, you know, the first letter of my last name. Mm-hmm. But I did want to ask you guys, what is your favorite cursive capital letter to write? Because I have um, Well, two. I'm writing it, them it down a, right now because S- I don't remember them. S. Um, the way I always, with, for Steve. I, oh, yeah. I don't I like remember how to do. Too. I'm writing these down. I don't remember how to do H. It's, I, I don't, it's, it's basically just is it like H, this? Yeah. Like yeah. the middle is like a little loopy yeah. thing. A little curly. Uh, yeah. All right. What about a J? J throws off a lot of people because you start from the outside. Yeah, I like the J. And back around. I'm a big fan of the J. I was yeah, I was always good at the J. Thumbs up to the J. But like my <laughs> J top, to the double K. Top three are J, D, and L. Um, but L and M got kicked out for smoking. Yeah, L is my favorite though. Preston, well, you know I mean, what? P would be my favorite. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, because that's I, I write a gigantic one when I sign my name. So, um, press. I've noticed um, with Jace's handwriting, uh, he does his E's like you do. Okay. And I remember you telling me that you used to look at that thing that Steve and I were talking about that was on uh, the the wall in school, and that you sort of just taught yourself how to Correct. do it, and you kind of did it backwards, backwards. right? Yeah, yeah. And I, where where people start at the top, I start at the bottom, and you know, the and biggest, opposite of that. Yeah. The biggest bitch it was someone who is left handed. I remember years ago in school, writing cursive left handed was always a problem. For, it just was in more general. difficult. Okay, as I'm writing these down, I don't remember S. I don't remember how to make a capital S. I don't remember it at all. Uh, how do you yeah. do it, Steve? <laughs> well, I know you're doing. I mean, the, I'm, no, I'm <laughs> conducting. <laughs> oh, Casey oh, to joy. Down. Yeah, it like that. Yeah, almost looks like a G. And then the T is kind of like an F, right? Uh, a bit. Yeah, without, uh, without if you're the, drunk enough. Yeah. So the T and the F are identical, except that the F has the cross in the middle. Okay, uh, identical. So the T just has the little swoop on the top? The T and the F are identical. identical. Uh, X is kind of like, ah, hell, I don't know. Ah, hell. Ah, hell. But you see a start to become, it becomes a hybrid. There you go. Okay, that's my alphabet. Oh, not bad. Not bad. Took a little while. I had to write it down. I couldn't remember it. X I bailed on because screw that. 
Um, what is it, X? Yeah, X. It's yeah. just an X. Is it just an X? No, yeah. it has not. A There's a swoosh. curly swoop. Yeah. Yeah. Cur- but yeah, it's just at an the X. top and the bottom. I wouldn't have remembered lowercase X. We're looking at that. That I never, never would have gotten that. Yeah. Well, no, wow. you would because. You got to remember the lowercase x is connected to other letters, right? So no, I wouldn't have gotten it. I'm telling you, case no way. The I most remember that the biggest aberration, as we said before, you have you have uh, Z. Uh, you know, a capital Z looks kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, lowercase. Okay, uh, Q uh, again with that little curly thing. The G is weird. Yeah. yeah. Well, so they are saying now. That essentially, uh, this directly impacts archival work. Many written documents from the 19th century and other uh, early time periods are written in cursive. And while it was once taken for granted uh, that American students would know how to read cursive, now that can't be the case. So there may be a whole generation of people who are going to have to learn this simply to read archival material. I have old books that have been handed down within the family for generations. cursive? Cursive. Wow. Cursive. There is a guide to acting from like 1920 that is written in cursive. It's wild. That's interesting. I do find it a little, like, I kind of like that there, that we will yeah. be able to read it and write it and that, you know, that... The next can, not that I, I, we I can wish plot that, against them. No, yes. I wish that they that they were taught it, and I wish that they could. But I think it's cool that like we can still do that, and they're going to be you know there are people who would be like, oh, you can read cursive. This yeah. is a, yeah. this is yeah. a yeah. to the uh, analog uh, clock and yeah. Uh, yeah. digital. Yeah. yeah, I can't post a video on TikTok, but I can read this. Yeah. How about uh-huh. that, sure can. Yeah. kiddo? <laughs> kiddo, I don't get it. Like you're taught <laughs> cursive in like third grade. It's not that hard. I, I, what are they teaching instead of that? Like what? To be honest, a lot of this stuff is going away. Simply, for example, the uh, the the gravity or gravitas placed on spelling mm-hmm. is being eliminated yeah. because of automatic spell correct and things of that nature. I there, many teachers argue against that and think you should know how to spell these words. Yeah, but I guess they're kind of shaking out how much tech will be involved in everything going forward. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but they're saying that it may it may very well uh, go that way. It's pretty wild, isn't that, it? That it will be, you know, like <laughs> soon like they're going to stop teaching us square dance in dead form. What do you have, Case? Uh, Marissa says because uh, she tweeted something out uh, almost twelve or almost eleven years ago to the day. This is dude. Eleven years ago, we had a similar conversation. So it also means. It's not going away, maybe. Yep. All right. uh, Back into the store. And this time, uh, I I don't know if you know this or not, but we actually have a space travel section. Yes, it's an incredible section for this small country store to have a space travel section. Yeah, so NASA has achieved a technological milestone that could one day play an important role in the missions to the moon and beyond. This week... The space agency revealed that the International Space Station's Environmental Control and Life Support System is recycling 98% of all water that astronauts bring on board the station. And that means that um, they, they use advanced dehumidifiers to capture moisture the station's crew breathes and sweats out as they go about their daily task. And I had read also yeah, the it's pee. And so, yes, and the, the pee reconstitution has been part of suits for a long time. However, that level of reclamation as far as um, getting all that back, Preston, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Wait, this isn't part of their suits. They don't pee right in the suit. Do they? That was my understanding, yeah. Oh, okay. In the early days of, of, of space travel. 
But I, I could mean, be wrong. But, but reclaiming that, I think, uh, you know, I don't think it's like a still suit in uh, in Doom. I don't know. Yeah, for some <clears throat> reason, I thought there was some element of that in the spacesuit. But I think they, uh, I think they, <clears throat> they pee in their relief tubes and then they they recycle that stuff. And well, then, we'll do a little chicken on and it. And into water. We were I, I've about, been looking forward to drinking my piss. Uh, we were talking. Yeah, who wasn't? Um, we were talking about uh, submarines and submersibles last week, and we had a guy who called in. It was in the Navy and been in a submarine for a long time, and he talked about uh, how they scrub the air that the sailors yes. breathe some of the time. Mm-hmm. Do they? Um, does, uh, do they do the same thing on a spaceship? Yes. Okay. Definitely, they use that lithium hydroxide. Oh, all right. Uh, which uh, gets. Gets rid of the uh, the carbon dioxide. So I was wondering how long can a sub stay underwater, or how long can a space for it stay in the uh, in in space uh, without having to replenish the oxygen? He supply? mentioned it was almost uh, three like, months. Yeah, they would wow. stay down for ninety days. Uh, is what he was saying. But um, listen, they're planning on staying out for a long time. It takes uh, quite a long time to get to Mars. And in fact, there's another story uh, that NASA had kicked off a 378 day mission on Sunday in which a crew of four volunteers will be locked in a ground-based simulator on the planet Mars, of the planet Mars, yeah, uh, at Johnson Space Center in Houston. Locked? Getting closer. Uh, yeah. So, so the mission, yeah. NASA said, is the first of three year-long Mars surface simulations called Crew Health and Performance Exploration Analog, or uh, CHAPI for short, uh, the data acquired through the simulators is intended to help NASA prepare for human exploration on Mars. It's, they're simulating what it'll be like living in this environment. Have you seen the game? It's, it's not. I, was, I guess it's a reality show that is supposed to replicate. I saw a clip of Ronda Rousey. <laughs> and like Flav of Flav on I a guess. Mars and, and, base. And that must have been what that That's- is. Yeah, it's got to be. So we've turned it into <laughs> a, 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 turned it into a, a Big reality Brother. show, yeah. Uh, the four-person crew consists of Commander Kelly Haston, a research scientist and with a experience in stem cell-based projects, uh, flight engineer Ross Brockwell. Well, you know, with, Hi, I'm, I'm Ross, Ross Brockwell. Brockwell. I have a huge penis. Um, He's a structural engineer and public works administrator. Which we were just saying about the um, the the water, uh, you know, in the movie The Martian, yeah. uh, him being able to uh, maximize all that was available to yes. him on, on, on Mars. Yep. Figured prominently in the that's show. That, what, that, that's why they have these yeah. type of people pretty amazing, yeah. who can improvise if they need mm. to. Poop soup, mm. cake. <laughs> I hate poop. <laughs> uh, the medical officer, Nathan Jones, and the science officer is uh, An- uh, Anka Solari. Uh, so with backgrounds in science and engineering, the crew members are going to be part of a simulated mission to Mars where the crew will eat, drink, and exercise while in simulation. The 1,700-square-foot 3D-printed facility is about the size of a three- to four-bedroom house and will be used for NASA's longest analog mission to date, 378 days. The Habitat, habitat will um, be a place where the crew will practice personal hygiene and health care, like drawing blood, yeah. while also allowing them to exercise, grow food, and collect geological samples. So obviously the plan would be to not have them have any out, outward interaction, right? I mean, they're saying yeah. completely self-contained. and Yeah. But then these two guys, Bud and Doyle, sneak in. <laughs> right. yeah. And it all goes to hell. To hell. Uh, the habitat will be packed with all of the supplies that will go to Mars uh, with... Uh, what the habitat will not be able to simulate, though, is the red planet's gravity. Uh, but that's where virtual reality comes into play. While in the habitat, virtual reality will allow crew members to simulate spacewalks on Mars or Mars walks, as well as other tasks that the crew may encounter on Mars, including removing dust from the spacesuit or solar panels or repairing the habitat. 
Um, and uh, as crew members live within the simulator, scientists will be measuring their performance, cognition, and health over the year to understand what a crew will go through. There's Pretty so cool. many, yeah. There are so many things and so many variables that if you can run as many simulations as you can prior, because there's going to be a whole wealth of new stuff you won't even have any idea how to deal with. I think it'd be pretty cool if you had the time and the drive to do something like this because you get the experience without going through the danger right, right. of uh, of actually going there. And it would be, obviously, an important part to the missions uh, to make sure that they can do the things they can do. I think it'd be really neat to be a part of this crew. Yeah. God, man. It, it, it's pretty wild. Yep. All right. Uh, let's go to the booze section. Is the booze section right next to the space section? Yeah, they are there. Yeah, it, it's one aisle over. Uh, an analysis of stu- of sixty nine studies involving twelve thousand three hundred and ninety four people in the United States, Canada, France, and Australia found that people tend to drink and drink heavily when they're in a good mood. Mm-hmm. A go- really? So, do they drink more when they're in a good mood as opposed to being depressed and drinking? They do. Huh. And that is interesting, contrary to what right. you might see in movies and so on of somebody going to the bar to drown their sorrows. You figure that's the case where they're going to imbibe the most, but it's not. It's when they're happy. Researchers did not find evidence that people drank more when they were down. Huh. Uh, 6 to 28% of participants drank on good days. How many of those days end up with them feeling down? Oh, about 99%. Uh, And uh, they were more likely to binge drink on good days. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, One hypothesis is... We should do a drinking event that starts early, Preston. When we're in a good mood, this helps us see the upside of drinking. However, the downside is that this combination of positive thoughts uh, can be difficult to resist. Mm -hmm. Uh, For example, you could think that you deserve a drink if you're feeling good. I've been a good boy, Mm -hmm. so I want to drink and wake up in a dumpster. It's funny because I will get um, deciding on whether or not I will have a drink or two is something that isn't usually done spontaneously. Like I will, uh, like maybe this time of day. (laughs) The, the thought will occur in my head. You know what I'm talking about. You're yeah. planning for later. That little that little seed. You know what? Will grow. Yeah. Oh. Let me see. Oh, tomorrow. We, we're not can doing I anything do tomorrow. Yes, I can do that. Okay. Should I do that? I wonder if Lou Turks oh, is open. Pshaw. <laughs> and then, yeah. You you give yourself permission. Yeah. And you're like, ah, and you know what? I can't. I haven't for a while. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. I don't got to get up next morning. It's been three days. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Kathy, uh, I got something to celebrate. I just got my coin from age. Yeah, right, right, right. right yeah. Um, well, speaking of celebration, Steve, um, Kathy, do you often celebrate with champagne, or do you celebrate? Uh, do you drink champagne when you're happy? Uh, I mean, I love champagne, so that's not like my celebration. So drink. it doesn't matter what your mood is. No, not really. Do you crack open a bottle of champagne when you successfully purchase wine? <laughs> when I find a good bottle of wine, yay! My champagne. Uh, no, it's just not solely used for celebration. You know. Okay. Yeah, you know what, and I. I've only used it for celebration or yeah. a special occasion, but we have some friends of ours that we will go out to dinner with from time to time. If we go by their house, they start off with a glass of champagne. I'm like, interesting. Uh, would you say any of you, though, uh, as a non-drinker, have have you ever done the classic drinking because you're in... I don't know many people that I can say I know drink because they're in a bad mood. No, oh, I, ha- I have, to, have to drown my sorrows okay. before. I yeah. drown your sorrows? Yeah, that's never a good idea. I know, it's, it's definitely not, but I've, but that's like ages ago, like after a breakup yeah. or something like that. It know? makes it worse. Yeah, yeah but you know yeah. what that How is? How long can I stand the smell of burned rubber? But 
would say no. I would say that you you do that. Like if you're like yeah, if there was like a breakup or something, like, I'm having a glass of wine. Oh, okay. Or, right. You know, you had a bad day. I I need a glass of wine. I, I need, need to relax. So well, I've evolved into stress eating, which is just as healthy. But like if I'm if I'm having a crap day, I'll uh, I'll dig into the ice cream. The one gallon club, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, um, let's go somewhere else. Let's head into... Let's go to the, to- uh, the toy section. Oh! It's my favorite part of the Odds and End store. The toys. First launch in 1998, Hasbro's uh, Furby was a sensation. God, were they huge. Furbies could communicate amongst themselves, appearing to have nonsensical conversations when situated in sight of uh, one another. And it was a massive hit at first with... 40 million sold in the first three years. They eventually faded from popularity. Uh, But while production stopped in 2016, Hasbro has decided that 2023, the 25th anniversary, will be the year of the Furby comeback. In a press release, the company said that uh, sales will start next month. When a toy debuts, Kathy, um, when, um, how does Jace become aware of it? Now, he's a little bit past toy toys. Yeah, toy toys, but, it, but it's mainly YouTube. YouTube, okay, because yeah. it used to be like Saturday morning cartoons. It used yeah. to be commercials. Well, when my kids yeah. were, you know, toy age, it was uh, it was Nickelodeon. Nick. It was, I mean, the commercials would yeah. pop up, and it was still like when we were kids, right, Steve, right. and you saw, you know, the evil Knievel uh, motorcycle sure. on TV, you were like, oh my God! He's going to have that. You don't understand, Mom. He's going to jump Snake River Canyon. But they, they all reinforced each other. And so, Steve, for me, it was the same. It was I, I would go home from yeah. school, watch Transformers, watch G.I. Joe, yeah. and then my, make my parents go buy those toys <laughs> for me. You know? Oh, when my kids, when my boys were young, Rescue Heroes. Rescue oh, Heroes. Yeah. Oh, Rescue Heroes. I remember those. They had, they had an animated show. We had I hung yeah. on to a couple of them uh, <laughs> as a, a little keepsake. But... Uh, yeah, and and it was from the TV commercials. Yeah, it's like that's the one you want. So, so <laughs> YouTube's where it's at now. The new Furby will have five voice-activated modes and is programmed with more than six hundred responses to wow. external stimulus and working genitalia. Right? Uh, that I haven't read about For yet. The, the what are they? Are they plushies or are they? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Not just uh, Furby's typical strange, made-up sounding language, though. Uh, but uh, lights and sounds and ten original songs as well. Wow. <laughs> As cute as the and they fur- can write in cursive. As cute as the Furby may seem, Yahoo Entertainment notes that uh, it endured long enough to acquire its own cloud of urban legends. In 1999, for instance, the NSA banned Furby from sensitive locations, <laughs> concerned that it could be used for spying. Well, yes, it could. So we're looking at the new Furby. It's got a light up heart. It appears to be above the and it's on its forehead. Yeah, I think it's a mind stone. Is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, the Boston Globe notes that Furby, the Furby reintroduction is part of a wave of 1990s-inspired nostalgia uh, pointing to the upcoming Barbie movie and Mattel's resurrection of Barney as well. And I was also reading in the elevator yes. that things of that era are starting to become, uh, to Gen Z, uh, become kind of uh, uh, fascinating as far as uh, reminiscing goes or as far as nostalgia goes. And one of the things they're really curious about is Y2K. Oh, really? I tried to explain that to Caroline not long ago because I, I was asked about it. And uh, yeah, yeah, I wanted to know, what was the story on that? I'm like, wow. Mm. I'm like, Y2K. I, I knew someone's job it was, his entire job was to reset software in major companies' computer systems because it wasn't going to be able to accommodate the year 2000. Right, right. Um, yeah, and all <laughs> and that stuff is becoming interesting. It's wild, isn't it? Yeah, because when I was a kid... 
the 1950s had a resurgence yeah, yeah, yeah. as far as popularity with shows like Happy Days with Bernie yep. Shirley and mm-hmm. so on. And so that type of thing is happening with that 90s era right now, apparently. Do you know it's becoming big again? Gigapets. Oh, remember yeah. those? And that would have been around this yep, time, yep, right? Yep, So, yeah, all that stuff is coming around. Uh, the Furby will be sold on Amazon for 70 bucks. <laughs> Come on. Uh, and sales begin on July 15th. What was the original price, are they saying? No, I don't know. I remember, being around, 30, bucks. I remember yeah. being around $35, $30, something like that. But that's just a number I pulled out of my well, ace. Where was the most... So, those in-store fights, those brawls, I remember them occurring over... Uh, Teddy Ruxpins, remember those? Cabbage Patch. Cabbage maybe. Patch, yes. I, I mean, full-on yeah. brawls. Furbies, definitely. Furbies as well. Oh, Steve, wasn't uh, Tickle Me Elmo? That was yes. Tickle Me Elmo. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. All right. Um, do I have time for one more? One more. Okay. All right, we'll do one more. Do you want to hear, I don't know, we already did some science Is there an indecisive section to the we store? Did, we did some science stuff, so I'm going to move on to the... Um, uh, I'm going to move on to the uh, uh, police section. We have oh, police. the law enforcement yeah, section. Law enforcement yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, law yeah. enforcement section. <laughs> I think this is interesting. Uh, it's right next to the NSA section of the store. Tucson Police. Uh, the department is launching a new one-of-a-kind role to help solve crime in southern Arizona. And the department is calling it a professional staff investigator. And according to Lieutenant Mark Jimenez, uh, it's an opportunity for civilians to fulfill their detective dreams. So with all these oh. podcasts and things going oh. on, of people try, try true crime. I ain't mad they're, at this. They're actually looking for outside help. So yes, I can see that you have, and in a number of cases, people who have hung on cold cases, as they would say, and devoted their attentions to them, have actually mm-hmm. gotten results. It was Patton Oswalt's. It's yeah. Steve, it's your watch. I saw your watch going off. Oh, okay. you, you may have hit it by accident. Shut up, you. Um, and uh, uh, th- that uh, she she solved the Golden State uh, killer, killer case, yeah. right? Yeah. So and she hung on that. So people who are taking the extra time to review this stuff, why not? Yeah. Uh, on a little more casual uh, side of things, my cousin what, calls what serial killer did you no, solve? But my my cousin calls me all the time, and she's like, "Are you still doing the radio thing? When are we opening our private investigative firm?" <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I'd love to see that. So Jimenez says, since police have been going to job fairs, one of the first questions most people right out of college ask, or really anybody, is how do I sign up to be a detective? And up until... Here's your badge. Up until right now, it's been that you have to be a police officer, be on the force for at least uh, three years, and then you're eligible for the detective test. All right, here's your badge, and here's your surveillance Furby. Uh, until now, when you saw uh, flashing lights or heard police sirens, your so-called detective instincts had limitations. The citizens... Uh, we're hoping, helping solve crimes behind uh, a screen, uh, through social media, or word of mouth. And are you, do some police say that uh, thanks to this new job, that's all about to change. Are you saying the citizens are on patrol? The citizens are on patrol. Uh, many, many citizens. <laughs> many. Uh, Jimenez said there's been uh, different things in the media where community members help solve cases. So we want to get those people. We want... Uh, to get that untapped potential. Any plans to open this up to the SWAT team? Uh, no, oh. I don't believe so. Uh, you need an associate's degree and two years of prior experience to apply. Oh, like what kind of experience? It doesn't say. Uh, individuals can also have a bachelor's degree or four years prior experience. And uh, pay ranges between uh, 21 and $32 per hour. I took jazz tap for <laughs> six months. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> 
but yeah, why not have as many eyes and ears out there as you can and then funneling that into the detectives that can then take that information and break it down and see if it's legit or not. So it's know? been a double-edged sword because you have all these amateur sleuths who are contacting police departments and, and you know, but I think there is this network could really result in some good things. Yeah, I mean, you take a look at those, uh, uh, the divers yeah. that, that have gone out and found loads of, you know, bodies and cars and things like that that have been missing for a long, long time, and they're just doing it on their own. Should we pick a classic uh, cold case and uh, See if solve we can solve it? it? Yeah. What Why like, not? What would you like to take on? Zodiac Killer. Zodiac Killer? Uh, they kind of solved that already, yeah. but do we... All right, give me another one. Know. Um, man, I, I'm trying to think of unsolved cases. I don't know anything off the top I just, of my head. I think of that fa- the, the, that couple that left. Uh, yeah, but that's South close Street. to we, that, that can really hurt yeah. people's. I mean, we wouldn't want to make people, you know, get emotional. It was something mm-hmm. that we can be a little bit more detached from mm-hmm. without, you know, stepping on people's emotions. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't was know. Was the DB Sweeney one? Did they ever solve that? DB Sweeney, the guy that jumped out of the plane. No, oh, uh, DB Cooper. DB Cooper. DB Sweeney's an actor. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but you guys know that story, right? Yeah, yeah. The story of whatever happened to D.B. Sweeney. No. I don't know. That's why, see? He jumped, oh, out, of a, yes. he jumped out of a helicopter. <laughs> Dude, I thought you were and like, D.B. Cooper jumped out of the plane. Now, nope. hmm, that's a mystery. How about Jean-Benet Ramsey? Oh. Okay. Yes. Well, no, they found her body. Damn it. No, Jean-Benet they didn't. Ramsey, they never found out who killed her. They believe so. There, did they find a body? I, yeah, I well, think that's was... unsolved. No. The most recent bit of information pertaining to that is uh, that the apparently the and you don't know what to trust, but the family has been completely cleared. Remember, there's a story that the father might have done it. There was a, at any point any one of the family members who were surviving, but then there was apparently a handyman that was in the neighborhood that they believe might have been uh, Nick. Can you get off of DB Sweeney? Uh, <laughs> I know you're researching him, but look up Jean Benet Ramsey. I, here, I have right, Jean Benet Ramsey. Real, real quick, yeah. look up Nick's hung up on DB Sweeney. Real quick, Kathy, he's still acting. Uh, so okay, okay. We saw all right, all right Nick. Now it. check out Breakfast Pizza, please. <laughs> All right, so uh-huh. the, there was a body found uh, in the John Benet Ramsey case, really? but, but but it was early on. The, that was part of the case. The father found her uh, seven hours after she had been reported missing. Well, so, you know, okay, so we know that. So yeah, I so, forgot that. So right. Yeah, so um, whatever's behind, maybe whatever's behind the killing and who did it. We can it, solve that. Yeah, they we don't can know solve that. that. So you see that yeah. what happens is the detectives show up pressed to find out how, what, what information we've accrued on the John Bonet yeah, yeah. investigation and we're all standing there eating breakfast pizza. Yeah. <laughs> we got this done. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, anyhow, the Tucson Police Department is actually reaching out and maybe others, if, if they have success with this, will follow suit. And you, mm. crime fighter, crime, yes. yeah, if, if you are a... a um, an amateur sleuth, you never know. A keyboard detective, as they call them. You might be, uh, you might be uh, finding a place to, you know, put your efforts. All right. Uh, we got to close shop because we have guests that are coming by and we got bizarre files and things like that, too. But I certainly want to thank you for stopping by. Y'all come back now, yeah? Absolutely. Uh, and should I, do I need to wait for our guest or should no, I? No, you can do that right now. How about a $25 gift card to Wawa? Awesome. Wawa Hoagie Day is tomorrow on Independence Mall. Me and Casey are co-hosting the event. It is a free hoagie for you tomorrow. And usually worse, like you get a drink and chips and stuff like that. Well, the CEO of the company, I think he can tell us a thing or two, Chris Geisens is going to be here. Uh, so we'll chat with him a little bit more about that. But we'll take caller number 9 at 215-263-WMMR. Give you a $25 gift card. We'll come back with the B-File. Stay with us. The MMR app can't remember your Wawa order, but it can pair with your Bluetooth or Apple or Android car system, streaming us right into your speakers. Oh, 
And if you could grab us a meatball shorty and an iced tea, that'd be great. Thanks. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoop In and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earthborne diamonds. Well, you're right. But Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled. Buy real natural earthborne diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Stephen Singer Jewelers. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, Bizarre Following and a Guest. Here we go. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Following. Brought in this morning by A.D. Moyer, your professional source for decks, windows, doors, millwork, and more. A.D. Moyer. Dot com. I had to sprinkle the good and the bad through the bizarre files. Okay, so we appreciate gonna, that. Going to kind of alternate uh, in this, but we're going to start with this one. I don't, you can call this good or bad, I don't know, but a man's penis padlock <laughs> God. had to be removed after he split with his girlfriend who had the only key. Damn, uh, you always have a backup key to your penis padlock. Always. The hapless man bought the lock about eight months ago. He wore it from time to time, and his then-girlfriend kept hold of the key. However, the... How did un- he go through airports? The unnamed man... Had, I don't think he flew during okay, that time yeah, period. Yeah. Uh, the unnamed man had spent the last three months trying to remove it after breaking up with his lover. Yes, how discreet a locksmith are you? By the time he eventually retrieved the key from his ex, the lock had rusted shut. As a result, the young man went to see a tattoo and piercing specialist in Barcelona about removing it. The tattooist, known as La Tuerta Piercer, Shared footage of the incident on TikTok. And Thanks for doing that, by the way. The clip shows the man standing with his back to the camera as Le Tuerta yeah. consults with her colleague, Alex. And while inspecting the man's memory... We're going they, to need an acetylene torch. They, come, <laughs> they put it on TikTok? Yes. Yeah, that seems kind of weird, right? They, they come to the conclusion that the lock has rusted, making its removal even more complicated. Alex says, it's very rusty. Of course, you've been showering with it on, right? Let me ask you a question. How married are you to your penis? Uh, she explained that they eventually opened the lock with several carefully administered hammer blows. What? Latuerta said, very carefully, we put the key in place and gave it a couple of hits with the hammer, and it then it came off. So. All right. This next story is, uh, this is really a tragic story, and I want to share this uh, as a cautionary tale All for right. those who may go hiking. Yes. Two people died Friday after hiking in extreme heat at Big Bend National Park in southwest Texas. His stepfather and his two stepsons from Florida were hiking the 
uh, Marufo Vega Trail when temperatures were at 119 degrees. Oh, wow. you, oh man, you can't do that. Yeah. And according to the park, uh, the trail winds through extremely rugged desert and rocky cliffs within the hottest part of the Big Bend National Park. No shade or water makes this strenuous trail uh, dangerous to attempt in the heat of summer. Uh, Big Bend is currently experiencing extreme heat with daily highs reaching into 119 degree uh, range, low elevations along the Rio Grande. During the hike, the youngest, age 14, fell ill along the trail, lost consciousness. The 31-year-old stepfather then left the scene to hike back to their vehicle to find help, while the other brother, 21 years old, tried to carry his brother back to the trailhead. Uh, The communication center received a call Requesting emergency assistance, about 6 p.m., rangers and agents reached the scene at about 7.30 and located the young victim uh, who had died along the trail. And then authorities began looking for the stepfather. About 8 p.m., they found his vehicle, which had crashed over an embankment at an overlook. And the 31-year-old was pronounced dead at the scene of the crash. Uh, It's just horrible all the way around. No further details uh, were provided about the 21-year-old or his condition, but that is just... There's been a bunch of stories lately of people hiking. You you, you should get up to speed on certain... You may think, well, it's just walking, or it's just, you know, you got to get up to speed on environmental conditions. I'm sure it's not a coincidence, but Grand Canyon National Park yesterday posted an advisory about when, if you go down on the Grand Canyon, Casey, Kathy, uh, that the temperatures can get really, really hot really, really quickly. you got to bring enough water. Kathy, it's like when you uh, when you free soloed uh, Devil's Tower. <laughs> yes. Remember? Yeah. Are you going to the Grand Canyon? Yeah. yeah. When? This uh, While we're off? <clears throat> yes. Okay. She's going with the rest of the Brady's. Um, you're not doing the version that Casey's doing, no, right? God, no. Okay. What? No, 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 no. Bobby! No. Um, what appeared to be a typical Los Angeles pizza shop was actually operating as a drug lab and cooking up illegal THC concentrate. Uh, we don't have garlic knots. The super lab was discovered by cops in North Hollywood next to an animal hospital. <laughs> uh, photo, photos released by the police department show an officer standing beside giant vats that were used to cook the THC honey oil. Wow. Other photos show plastic trays of oil stacked on kitchen racks, typically used for food. Police uh, can be seen searching through cardboard pizza boxes that say hot and ready. Do you think that you tried all the rest? Now get addicted. Uh, The LAPD said in a statement from faux vending machines to pizza making trickery. We are well aware of these sneaky things, keeping our city safe one clever bust at a time. This super pizza lab won't be making any more deliveries, they said. All right, here's another messed up one, okay? A woman accused of fatally shooting her Uber driver in West Texas after mistakenly believing that she was being kidnapped into Mexico has been charged with murder. Uh, Phoebe Copas, who is from Kentucky, was visiting her boyfriend in El Paso when the shooting took place. Uh, Copas shot 52-year-old Daniel Piedra Garcia in the head while he was driving her to a location in far southeast El Paso. Uh, Copa saw traffic signs that read Juarez, Mexico during her ride and falsely believed that she was being kidnapped and taken into Mexico. So you shoot him in the head? I know. El Paso is located on the U.S.-Mexico border across from Juarez. You might even just try brandishing the gun and threatening. Officers initially arrested and charged Copas on suspicion of aggravated assault. Uh, with uh, his death, though, the charge has been upgraded to murder and she's being held on $1.5 million bond. 
uh, Piedra had picked up Copas around 2 p.m. in a Grayson Nissan Maxima and was driving her to another location to meet her boyfriend as they drove along U.S. 54. Copas saw the traffic signs and said Juarez, Mexico, and believed that she was being kidnapped and taken across the border. She's accused of grabbing a silver and brown handgun from a person, shooting him in the back right side of his head. And this caused the vehicle to crash into a roadway barriers for coming to a stop on the freeway. The police were called, and they took her in yeah. custody, obviously. So Terrific. That's just horrible. All right. I, she was terrified. I get it, but come on. Come on. Yeah. All right. We need a lighter story to end with, and this sounds More like More genital locks. No. No <laughs> genital locks. And this is a fairly local story. A bizarre alert to those at Kutztown University this summer. <laughs> An aggressive cow was on the loose on campus. They say, Preston Ed, every chance of becoming an utter catastrophe. They did, didn't they? <laughs> All right, so the Kutztown University Police Department said that it was uh, first notified of the situation 7.15 p.m. on Sunday. As a caller explained that the cow was running along Main Street and onto the campus. <laughs> Uh, in an alert titled Avoid North Campus Aggressive Cow Do Not Approach. How many people thought that was a joke when they saw that? The police uh-huh. said the cow seemed scared and unfamiliar with its surroundings. All should stay away from the cow. The animal is Where not the hell am I? safe to approach. Am I in Kutztown? Mm-hmm. Uh, the cow's owner was responding to the scene. Uh, the department sent a follow-up email shortly after 9 p.m. Sunday saying the cow was last seen in Fleetwood. Yes, I'm looking for a pizza place that sells meth. And mm-hmm. thought that it would uh, not yet be secured and it was no longer a threat to Kutztown campus, but I haven't seen any word on them actually no, that, finding the cow or capturing it or anything The like footage that. shows it, you know, trotting down the street, having a good time. And there you go. That is what we have in the Bizarre File for you this morning. All right, we have a guest who's yeah. here in our studio ready for this annual event that is a, is a thing of beauty that takes place in Philadelphia around this time each and every year. And uh, for years now, I've had the honor of uh, hosting this event and had, uh, Steve, you have done it I've done as it well. as well. It's been a blast. Casey co-hosts uh, with me, and you will be able to do this tomorrow noon in historic Old City, Philadelphia. Uh, it is going to be Wawa Hoagie Day mm-hmm. on Independence Mall. It's your chance to have free lunch and a great time, courtesy of our friends from Wawa. And we have the CEO of the company here in our studio, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Chris Geisen. Hey, I require every Wawa store to do that when I walk in. You walk in, so you should. Yeah, uh, you show your proper reverence. Now, yeah, now, true. Preston, can I ask a question? About forty-five minutes ago, when I was driving in, I heard something that I'm struggling to process, and that is. <laughs> We're allowed to eat ice cream cake when it's not something. <laughs> yes, we are. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, my children have had, multi- when they were young, multiple birthday parties throughout the year just so I could have ice cream cake. Yeah. Mm. They actually have no idea what day is their birthday now. So, no, yeah, no, it is, it is a thing. Stopping me. People don't think so. Yeah. Get it when your heart's desired. It's a mind wow. blower, this isn't is, it? That's, that's literally what it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it's good to see you, man. Uh, you thanks for coming in this morning. And congratulations on Wawa's meteoric rise and attempt to take over the entire nation because it's uh, working, man. Mm-hmm. We keep we keep getting stories and we pass these along every time we, we see them of All the, the new locations in the new states uh, yeah. that you guys are moving into. Yeah, uh, it's exciting. It is. It yeah. is for us. It's it's you know this will sound cliche. One customer at a time. That's just how we build our business. That's how we think. But we will open seventy six new stores this year. So wow, my new Wawa's and a lot of the towns and areas like Delco that that we've been in for fifty nine years, but also some new places. We just broke ground in Kill Devil Hills in North Carolina and 
Fairhope, Alabama, on the east side of Mobile Bay, and so the wow. whole panhandle, and you know, we're acquiring sites out in the Midwest as well, we speak. Yesterday, I experienced I experienced something I never experienced before, and this would be a um, uh, I don't know how to explain this. I, I, a little bit of, of of jealousy, I guess, because not jealousy. That's not the right word. Envy. Um, no, because I, I've, I get this prep service, okay, and yeah. uh, and they just have you know some ideas of, of things that are going on around the world, a little snapshot of this and that, and just give you uh, uh, a, a resource to go to for some information. And one of them was a list, and this is a national prep service that goes all around the country, and it was the um, Wawa Hot Hoagies. That were that this guy had all had eaten all of them and ranked them. So it made so a it national prep service. It was a service. national prep service. I know. And, and I'm like, hang, hey, pump the brakes here, man. Well, yeah, I was just that's saying, our thing. Yeah, we are we are thrilled for the expansion. <laughs> However, I, we a, take ownership. That's yeah. right. Like, stay in your lane. We're telling other states, <laughs> yeah, enjoy. Right. Right. Hang on, but stay the, in your lane. What was number one on his list? He went with the buffalo chicken. Okay. And second, that's damn good. Second was the meatball hoagie, and I'm. Like mm, I'm going with him. I'm going. With I meatball. love I love the buffalo chicken. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but the roast pork. Don't sleep on the roast <laughs> pork, true. man. I'm it's telling true. you. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's. It must be kind of. It must be really gratifying to see people. We well, listen. It's, we were talking to Rob McElhenney the other day, and he's saying his son, <laughs> who basically is an LA kid. Is all things yep. Wawa now? Yep. Like is nuts for Wawa. It was, it was a whole segment on it. That's a target audience. Yeah, <laughs> teenager, college kid. Home, you know, I, I also I need to compliment you guys on finding and utilizing Perry Grip um, yeah. for your um, your Hope campaigns. You yeah, because this song right here. We got blue skies overhead. <laughs> Sun is shining like the weatherman <laughs> said. Awesome. The grass is green. <laughs> this is the best. Summertime's here and it's Hoagie Fest. We got and for those who don't know, Perry Grip was the guy in the band uh, who was not a surf, right? What, yes. What, wasn't that it? No, no Nerf Herder. Nerf Herder. Nerf Herder. Nerf Herder. Yeah. yeah. That's right. And uh, what was the song? It was a it was a big hit. Oh man! Well, now I gotta look it up. I know. But he did like um, he's he. This is him. He's a cat. That's him, right? <laughs> That's right. Okay. <laughs> Uh, did, he anything, did he do anything for us? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Preston's yeah, Preston Steve. Yeah. Riding on a Segway. Oh, that's right. Segway. Yeah. Uh, Chris, it's so we, always interesting to me to see how Wawa really could just be a, a topic of conversation at any point at any time with anybody in our area. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. there's always a million questions that come to mind. But um, when you talk about expansion, would that have happened if not for the success in Florida? Like, because Florida mm. was successful, good right. question. Uh, you, can, you can go to other states and think, all right, hey, we can do it here, too. It gave us a lot of confidence. Yeah, we entered Florida. It's 11 years now, and we have 260 stores open, and Florida has embraced us. So we were able to, I think, crack the code from some of the challenges we have around just growth. And, frankly, most of the country, when you think about it, when you say, hey, I'm going to go get a good hoagie, a meatball hoagie at a gas station, <laughs> that doesn't reconcile. Yeah. So, <laughs> We have to uh, market that and advertise that and tell people our message that, no, we have great food. And by the way, we sell gas and we're a convenience store. It makes so. me, it reassures me when we do our spring training broadcast <laughs> yeah, every, yeah. in Clearwater, when we drive from Clearwater Beach to Clearwater, we pass a Wawa and we're like, hey, yeah. all right, yeah. breakfast is covered. Yep. Yeah. It, 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 Florida's been just a boon for us. I mean, it, the growth down there has been so significant, frankly, if we weren't doing well, you'd Probably have a different guy sitting here. <laughs> <Right. laughs> Who is this guy? Uh, you know, it's uh, wonderful though. Also, with um, you know, obviously the event tomorrow and and uh, Hoagie Day and and uh, 
Well, I mean, you guys, and we said it before many times, Wawa's basically saved um, Independence Day. And the, on the celebration, everything that was kind of on thin ice for a while, the company came in and embraced it and really, you know, turned things around. This event, is it's, it's a must-have event. Even with when, obviously, COVID was going on and everything, you know, people, well, is it going to happen? What are you going to do? That's how important it is to setting everything off. So I know that's not lost on you. That's why you'll, you'll, will you be, right. uh, you'll be there tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I will be there. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's something that we had put a lot of pride in. Look, Philadelphia is our hometown. When we go to other places, we're, we're bringing a little piece of Philadelphia with us. And that's really a sense of pride. When you think about this, um, Welcome America. We've been doing this for 14 years, and the Wawa passion and pride. We'll, we'll have a hundred volunteers there just tomorrow for Hoagie Day. It's crazy to bring that to life. Yeah, and, and there's hundreds of volunteers that are making this happen. All the events, 16 days, free family fun. But it's not just us. This is a really good private public partnership. The city with uh, Welcome America, the, uh, the the team there does. They're fantastic, and and the mayor's support. We're really in this together, and I would say it's it's been built, and it's growing, and it's still a heck of a lot of fun like you're Cool. On. Yeah. So tomorrow being Hoagie Day, um, we have some things planned. Uh, and by the way, the workers, they'll get started tonight, obviously, and build <laughs> all night long uh, to build this giant Hoagie. Where, uh when do they get started? Yeah, well, yeah. it'll probably they'll they'll start loading um, product in there late tonight, and they'll start building super early tomorrow morning. Okay, well, before I probably even get up, sadly. Right. But um, if you need any additional you know. meat, there's a cow running around. <laughs> I just heard you. Yeah. We we are going to track that guy down. Um, but yeah, so they'll be there bright and early. National Constitution Center and. We're going to build twenty five thousand hoagies wow. just tomorrow in there. The first. 3,000 um, are going to go to PAL. They're going to go to the Veterans Multi-Service Center. and another awesome. 7,000 to fill abundance. You know, we've leaned in heavy in, in many ways. This is one example to fight food hunger. And then 15,000 for free in Independence Mall tomorrow. And, and they go. Great. They yes, move. they do. Yes, they People do. There's no up. leftovers. And the fact that you show such... Um uh, concern for uh, servicemen and women and uh, for responders and all the people who, who protect us and keep us safe and, and make our quality of life, uh, you know, what it is. Yeah. That's great. We love to see that, too, because it's well represented at what Preston and Casey will be doing tomorrow. It is. It is. They're part of the Hoagies for Heroes hoagie making contest, as you well know. You see that. Preston Which is more a brawl. It, than it, it, it's a food, <laughs> a food throwing fight. contest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. But look, that nothing better than to celebrate, recognize, honor men and women who have served us around 4th of July. That's what this is all about. Before last uh, Phillies season began, my friend Matt texted me and he said, uh, you are really going to love having Kyle Schwarber in a Phillies uniform. And uh, he was right. And uh, can you imagine what it would be like to have Schwarbfest? And I mean, like, the success that that has brought to the franchise, to him, it's made him, like, a part of Philadelphia. It's really fascinating. It was lightning in a bottle. It really was. I, I mean, you know, when we saw some of the tweets that... We weren't, uh, I'll be honest, probably paying attention that Schwarber was hit, starting to hit home runs during Hoagie Fest. We uh -huh. decided to capitalize on it and have a little fun with it. And <laughs> holy cow, that, that blew up in a way that we never could imagine. Kyle's a, an amazing guy. We had him at our year-end meeting and uh, just a lot of fun, just fits our personality. Love that. All right, so tomorrow it's uh, officially it's noon to 2. 
Uh, and what the, the hoagies will get started uh, served at noon, I believe, yep. right? Noon okay. on Independence. And all you have to do is come down there. And then I'm seeing this that the um, the Constitution Center is going to be open. Yeah, we are for free. Free admission to the Constitution Center. I think it opens around nine nine thirty until five or so. And that's been a hallmark of Wawa Welcome America with free museum access throughout. Uh, on different days and different museums. So tomorrow's National Constitution Center. If you haven't been there, if you have, it's worth going back. It's usually their busiest day of the year, but it's worth the wait. It's worth going through. It's such a cool thing to see. All the people showing up, they're yeah. going to have a good time. They're yeah. going to get fed. You, you, the, what's going on is cool along that area. It's so historic. It's just awesome. Yeah. It's good just to spread a little positivity, a little fun, a little kindness. You know, we don't take ourselves too seriously. This is about hoagies, fun, celebrating men and women who have served us. It'll be a good day. Awesome. Yep. yep. The weather's looking like it's going to hold out nicely because we've had funky weather the past couple of days. So uh, we will be there uh, noon till 2 for that event. But, yeah, there's there's stuff that goes on for the next 16 days. Or yeah, yeah. So we started on uh, June 19th, um, and it goes for 16 days. I think okay. it culminates on July 4th. So we have a, a big concert on the parkway, Demi Lovato, Ludacris, free fireworks, awesome fireworks show after that. So... Um, yeah, the, the city and Welcome America have done a great job just pulling together events that bring people together, and, and it's fun, and it's all free. That's what we really <laughs> like. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's all free. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you, Chris. It's always thank great you. to see you. Great we will see, see you tomorrow, tomorrow. at yeah. the event. Yeah. Chris Geisen. Wawa CEO. And tomorrow you can come and eat like nobody's business, and there's a cool program and live music and all kinds of cool stuff that's taking place. So. Uh, oh my gosh! What? What? Oh, uh, oh yeah, are we going to give a piece of uh, cake to uh, yeah. Chris Geisen? Yeah. What's the occasion? We have some ice cream cake. <laughs> it's one of the hoagie oh, yeah. Yeah. So we brought in the car on the way home. All right, we're gonna we're gonna take a break. We'll be back in a second. Let's give away a twenty five dollar gift card to Wawa. Yes. Right? It's a good time to do that. We'll take call number fifteen at two one five two six three WMMR. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Uh, I email that I uh, want to read real quick. It says it's a shard out. It says the Appalachian Trail sucks shart. Hmm, that's uh, really not shard. I mean, we can. That's just what it says in the subject line. But I had, um, uh, we had talked about this yesterday about the, the uh, stretch in, in through Pennsylvania is considered the worst. Uniformly. Of the trail. Yeah. And this email says, uh, hi, my name is Sharky. I work as a medical equipment tech in the Poconos, which means I deliver medical things uh, people use in home. And I can attest to the PA portion of the trail tearing people up because we are in what I call idiot season. And I have patients who get hurt on the trail and now need crutches, wheelchairs, and things of that nature at least once a year, someone has to rent a hotel or an Airbnb <laughs> for an extended stay for rehab. Wow. So they get a hospital bed and all delivered to their impromptu vacation home. Uh, so can I get a shout out to, for us techs all over eastern Pennsylvania and the patient that now have a Nick-type story. So here's a shart to them. Well, that's, a, that's sage advice. Was just what we were talking about. You talked about those two hikers or the, the, the couple of hikers who died, yeah. you know, from the heat. Yeah. It is a wonderful thing to do. Uh, it, it, it's just great to be out in nature. But you get up to speed on certain things before you go out. Just don't mm-hmm. think, well, I can do this because I walk around outside. I know what I'm doing. Right. There's a little bit more to it. By the way, he writes, P.S. The Froggy Connoisseur song is better at 1.5. 
I don't know what that oh, means. Uh, that means he listens to the podcast at a sped up rate. Oh. So you can uh, actually, that's funny that he that um, listener emailed that because yesterday we got an email from a listener who was listening to the show live. Norman listens via the podcast, and that listener yesterday the text said. It's funny to hear you guys in real time because they are used to listening to us at 1.5 speed because they can get to the show to the end of the show a little more quickly. Huh. It's a long show, and uh, and so if they want to listen to the entire show, they listen at us sped up a little bit. Interesting. I didn't realize that. Yeah. What's no. the, the audio of you to 97 to 97 to 97? Tonight, 7 o'clock, 7 o'clock. <laughs> Here, wait. Right there, guys. Sped up. Tonight at 7 o'clock. Tonight at 7 o'clock. It sounds a little sped, so up. sped up, right? Yeah. Tonight, tonight at 7 o'clock. 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 I didn't know you were. I was trying to do that. Okay. <laughs> tonight tonight at 7 o'clock. No. <laughs> you ruined it. You ruined it. He was... Although, the I want to kiss you. You want to kiss me? I want to kiss you. You want to kiss me? I want to kiss you. You want to kiss me? I want to kiss you. You want to kiss me? When? I couldn't. When do they kiss? I couldn't stop thinking about that yesterday. I don't know when. Tonight at seven o'clock. Tonight at seven o'clock. Tonight at seven o'clock. Tonight at seven o'clock. I want to kiss you. You want to kiss me? Tonight at seven o'clock. Tonight at seven o'clock. All right. Don't tell us we're not artists. We'll save it for tonight at seven o'clock. All right, um, we have a little bit of time to chat about something. I wanted to bring this up because I was uh, listening to the audio uh, book of um, our buddy Tom Papa. Tom Papa. Uh, he's got a new book out. I actually have the physical book. Uh, Way back here. Yeah, it's called We're All In This Together. Yeah. Uh, so make some room. And um, there's something that he brought up that I, and there's a lot of things that he brought up that I'm identifying with. He and I are about the same age, but... There was one thing that I thought was kind of interesting. I wanted to see if you guys and gals, anybody, uh, had this scenario. He's talking about uh, the fact that their house had a crawl space underneath the home, and his dad would store things in there. Right. And eventually got to the point, and this is him. I don't know how old he was. Maybe he was, you know, 11, 12, something like that. When his dad would need to get something out of the crawl space, he would send him down in there to go get it. Crawl space traditionally under the house, yes, Correct. right, yeah. yeah. So he would send him down there to go get it, and he said that uh, he he would have to go in and retrieve something, bring it back. And then one time he was looking for something, and he realized that there was a space way in the back that apparently his dad never got to, and it was unused, and it was there was room back there. Huh. And he's like, oh. I now have a hideout. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. And so he started, in, and he's like, and a hideout is a great place that you can, you know, keep your dirty magazines there. Or you can go hang out and be alone or, you know, something like that. And I realized that I had a hideout. My best friend Steve had a hideout. Really? Inside the house. We had, we had a joint hideout with our neighbors. Okay, uh, I don't know if I've told... I think I've mentioned this story on air before. Uh, the Camuses, uh, the father, uh, George Camus, was a was an artist. And he had a whole bunch of books. They were Greek. And so they had uh, books that were nudes that he would draw for, you know, different different things. And it was a series of books called Nuss. Oh, I remember uh, you telling yeah, us yeah. about Nuss. Right. Yeah. Nuss. And it was like... What is this here, naked women? Yeah. And so, in the garage above where they would ha- they'd hung stuff, they put like planks up, you know, um, and so they would you know drill hooks in it and okay. so suspend things. But above that was an empty area. 
so that oh. resting on the beams in the garage. On top of the planks? On top of the planks. Sure, yeah. So basically a sort of half-assed kind of attic situation. Yep. That became the Nuss Hut. <laughs> the Nuss Hut. Where we would go up and look at these books, and it was, it was like Fight Club. You dare not speak of Nuss Hut out of the collective. Because it could be, if, if anyone were to discover it, it was over. And yep. then no more... Greek models from the 40s. Right, yep. right. When uh, my parents bought the house that I grew up in, in, uh, in Paoli, the basement was unfinished. And at some point, probably when I was in middle school, they decided to finish the basement. And when they, did, when they finished the basement, they put in like a Harry Potter-style room underneath the stairs. It wasn't a room. Right. It was a, just an extended closet or whatever. However, th- they carpeted it, and so you could go into that closet and then draw <laughs> the door shut behind you, and there were, like, you could work your way all the way underneath the bottom of the stairs and have a tight little space to yourself. It's the best. It is. And uh, if you needed a little privacy or uh, a nuss hut, uh, nuss hut, <laughs> yeah. that, would, that would be it. But it, you could go in there and nobody would know that you were in there at all in the, in the rest of the house. Like, if, it was great for hide and seek. Yeah. Uh, but it was also good if you just needed to get the hell away just from Just get away. Room. Yeah. Uh, our crawl space was upstairs, so it was like in the closets of the bedrooms, and so there was a little door, and you could go in. It was basically just unfinished space, as right. it was. A but lot it, of times, this is what exactly what like Preston was talking about. That it's an unfinished area. But we used it. My brothers may have used it to hide, but I used it for um, like storage, like all my you know my pictures, my notes, anything I wanted to hide. Leave it to there. you to use storage space I to know. store things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that was similar to my buddy Steve. So in his bedroom, there was a hole in the wall. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, that was <laughs> and, my room. And it led to an area that was not completed. And it was usually, there's like a slanted roof, you know, yep. that, that cuts it off. There's no room for you're, you to really stand. You're right. Are you you're talking a whole hole or you're talking like a finished opening? Yeah, like a, like a square okay. cutout. Yes. And they right. would just slide some wood paneling See, over that's it. That's exactly right. what I, you couldn't, yeah. like, you couldn't walk in there. You had to crouch yes. down and crawl in. So that was Steve's and that became the bong room. <laughs> I mean, how big of an area was it? Like, if you were, you, obviously, you couldn't stand in there. Yeah. You, you would have to sit yeah, you, you, you could do squat crawl, you know okay. what I mean? Or, Big enough know. for a bong. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And uh, so, so yeah, you would stash the bong in there, and you could you could squeeze a couple people in there if you okay. needed to. And then in my my uh, hideout was Steve, like like your nuss hut, only. <laughs> It wasn't, uh, it, it was an actual attic, uh, but oh. it was in, in our garage. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you could uh, you could easily, there wasn't like a, a drop-down ladder or anything like that, and we found a way to to easily scale up, I don't know, the shelving on the wall or something like that, and then yeah. pull ourselves up and get in there. When there's no obvious way in, that protects you. And of course, there, there, were, there were planks up there that were across the beams, because obviously you can't step between the beams if you're on sheetrock and your foot goes right. through the, right. the ceiling. Uh, but that's we would just go and hang out up there, and I think I, there's some weed smoking that took place up in there. As well. <laughs> Could you go up there in the summertime? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it was hot. Yeah. Yeah. Our attic uh, in our in our house, you could never go up in the summertime. The same thing with the space above the garage. But like the rest of the year, it was it was doable. But yeah, in the summertime, it was so stuffy. Did you guys uh, ever have someone in their home or maybe in your home that had one of those industrial fans that would go directly into oh, yeah. the attic? Yeah, we, we had to install and the, and it every the, summer. The vents would open up. Yep. We talked about. Yeah. Did we? There was a company that actually makes. Um, we talked about big ass fans. I yeah. think is the yeah. name of it. And a lot of those fans, the smaller ones, are for that. And I wondered, I never was in a house that had that, but I knew of houses that... Does, 
Me? Does it work? I yes. don't know, but I, I did have a friend who had that, and believe it or not, that thing kind of scared me a little bit. Yeah. Was it so loud? <laughs> I was, it was big, and there was... Yeah, we're looking at the giant... That's big ass, yeah. man. This is a giant ceiling fan, but but no, it was actually a, a vent, these vents that would open yeah, up, and I it heard. would turn on... I don't know. I thought I was going to get, like, stucked into it or no, something. I'm th- not really sure. That was we have seconds to launch. Uh, press, I have a-, a picture of me in front oh. of your house. Where in oh, front of this you're house? you're looking right at it. That's where the... Uh... It was right in here. Okay. See, the, see those vents? Casey's got a picture of my Can house. I see? When he was... Yeah, so this is um, this is our house. This yeah. is the garage. And if I zoom in... Hang on a second here. That was the hideaway up Can in there. Can you guys see that? Where Nick? those vents are. I'm going to send that to Marissa to post. <laughs> okay. if That's she where my hideaway was. That was the, the official. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a chore. That was my noose hut. For me <laughs> and uh, and my brothers every spring, uh, Preston, because we would have to, um, my dad would take it out in the wintertime because it basically would just allow too much cold air to come in in the wintertime. You boys get up there and start pleasuring yourselves. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh. Putting in the fan. Oh. You freak. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was heavy and awkward, and we would have to literally, like, drill the, the screws in onto the side in order to hold it every summer. But, Steve, to your to your question, yeah, it definitely cooled the house down because it would take all of, not all of, but it would take a lot of the hot air that was in the attic and then whoosh it outside. You know how, uh, so we're, we've got the three stories and, and the basement. Um. Well, yeah. And how old's your house? 1880. Yeah, so our house was built in the 1890s. Right. Yeah. So, so, and Nick, that third floor, we don't have an attic, but that third floor gets insane. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, I, I was wondering, would something like that run that way? Do you have to close all the other windows in the house? Look, it's not like air conditioning, right? Okay. But it cools the house down some, and it gets some of the hot air out of the house. And, and you know, hot air rises, so yep. it, it helps to evacuate that. But this this got me thinking, The re- one of the reasons I brought it up, and if you want to share your story of your hideout, if you had one as a kid, 215-263-WNMR, especially in the house, was I don't think my kids ever had one of those. I don't think they ever, in, in our houses, because we've owned two houses in our time, I don't think they ever had... A little, you know, and and the the point that Tom Papa is making is when you're small, you have access to areas that big people don't. Right. right. That, that adults don't. And Are you, you can, sure? You can crawl into space. Because Parker loves to kind of park himself on the floor That's in like true. little corners. I bet you he, is, he found a spot. I'll have to ask. Him. Yeah. Well, when you're talking about the... Uh, well, also... You go the- explore. You would, yes. I, I would explore in the house. I... The notion of our attic fascinated me. Yeah. Like a, a hidden room. Yes. To this day, I always flirt with the notion of having a hidden... My closet, Nick, you talk about the Harry Potter um, yeah. uh, closet under the stairs. You could put in a, a chair or two. You could put in a cot. It's that big. Yeah. So I'm like... It'd be kind of cool to have that as a room. Yeah. But you know what? Newer houses aren't built that way. And, I know. And, you know, yeah. it's most of that came from like additions and alterations and, you know, True. changing of rooms True. and stuff like that. So yeah. there's probably, you know, if you live in a newer house, which you do, there might not be little You're right. places. You're right. There's loads of, of houses that I see that have additions on them. And I'll bet you those have little spots. Yeah. Like Chuck's. Uh, at the shore, yeah, that house. weirdo room. They're, 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 it's it's like the Winchester house. <laughs> yeah, there are doors in places that are not really? supposed to be doors. Yes, oh, is yeah. it like a red rum? There's like one up high that's a small door. <laughs> door? No to human nothing. being could get into. <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah, uh, I'm and, here. Short and, construction is weird, man. There's in, also in a houses. window that doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because it's like people trying to modernize their older right, homes, right, right. and so they, you know, you never know what previous owners did. They may have started something and then never finished What's it. with this window on the floor? 
Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, you never know. <laughs> you might see something like that. Uh, but I, I thought it was exciting to have a little kind of hideaway joint, little place that was kind of your makeshift own place to be. Yeah, yeah, you know? absolutely. It, it was it was sanctuary. But I, 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 again, probably with the new construction, you're right. It's just not something that you see that that much. Well, you know what? The like our crawl space. Like I know that there was stuff left there when my parents moved. Like I wonder what people found in there, or if there's still stuff up. Probably there. old Greek porn magazines. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like pictures or like you know who knows. My, uh, we didn't have, um, anything in my house that we would go to on the reg, but, uh, we, dude, everybody's yard was essentially my yard. And my one neighbor in particular, they had uh, a front porch, a back porch, and then this, and I talked about this on the show before, but on the back porch, they had another little offshoot area that was, there was like a hole in the wall. That, so we had like three different hiding spots, uh, or clubhouses, so to speak, just in this one person's yard okay in particular and uh, the one i mean when you you're you're hiding on your and, and it was basically a hiding spot but then it, it, it turned into a hangout we would grab old carpets and you know laid those down so we didn't have to like little clubhouse yes yeah, so we didn't have to like lay on the uh right. on the dirt floor anymore mm-hmm. here's a text says gadzoos guys love you i worked in construction building uh newer houses and there is uh a staggering amount of wasted space oh you know what always pisses wasted me off about space, new construction but, but not like little there's not little nooks you right. can go to well you know what's weird though like a lot of times in new construction or, i don't know if a lot often in new construction you'll see like a third floor put on a house that at the, and there's nothing oh, I there. Have it. There's windows up there. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. Wait oh, a second. Like fake, fake dormers. Yeah. 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 But I mean, it could like if I ever finished up like my attic basically and added stairs to go up there. I mean, it would add such a large so, space. Can to you the stand home. up in your attic? Oh my god. Yeah. It's huge. So then right do now, it. Is yeah. Right now, is it wasted space? <laughs> yeah. There's nothing. I mean, I could get up there if I wanted to, but I my storage is in the basement. There's room in the basement, huh. so there's like no need for. It. That, that's I told your you sheet. Guys, your sheet, Dan. No, I told you guys this before. My dad says that he's going to finish it, put stairs up there, and he wants to live up there, and he wants people to drive by and see him rocking in a rocking chair with his face by oh, the window, and god. and say, "I wonder who that man is that lives in their house upstairs." Oh my god! I bang James Joplin. <laughs> That's what he wants. Uh, yeah, we have we've got a big attic area though, but it's not. It's completely on. It's just exposed huh. uh, insulation and stuff like that. Yeah. It, but it's, it's that's good on a hot yeah, day. Yeah, you can get up there. Uh, yeah, it's nasty. Oh, the insulation's wonderful on a hot day. But uh, Rochelle had always talked about. Yeah, we could build an addition. Let her but build it. Watch spiral, your YouTube video. <laughs> a spiral staircase going up in there. I like, would have to take away like my high ceiling in the staircase though to to uh, get to it. Mm-hmm. Let me go to Carol. Hi, Carol. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Great. What's up, Carol? So, house is 1846, uh, three floors, which, yeah, third floor finished. If you go in the one bedroom in the third floor, there's a bookcase that's built into the wall that pulls out. Oh, that's awesome. That accesses the attic, which the previous owner's kids had um, their grow lights in there. Oh. And the grow lights in there. <laughs> so it was a good. It's a good sized space. And then in my first floor, there's a secret trap door in my pub that would step down to the basement. I've I've loved that stuff so much. And so this was the house you said you 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 lived in or live in now. No, I live in now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that, I I love stuff like that. There is. Um, go ahead, Rose. When they when they showed you the house, when you were looking at that, Carol, it was it was the bookcase. One of the things that they they kind of said, "Ooh, and take a look at this." 
No, we didn't. My kids found it. What? No they, way. they may not have even known. Wow. Total secret passageway that you did not know about. <laughs> I had no idea and had no idea about the, like, when we're down in the basement. I'm like, well, where are those steps to? And then you know what I'm going to do? Carol, I'm going to install a bookcase at home and then pull it off and see if there's anything behind it. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but imagine Carol goes through it and then you end up in the conservatory. Right, yeah. yeah. And there's a rope <laughs> skeleton sitting Mustard, <laughs> mustard there. Um, wow. That's so cool, Carol. Thank that. you. Yep, bye. All right, see you uh, My neighbors had a house um, in Maniunk who, and it had one of those classic, uh, I forget, I think it was the servants' stairs or whatever. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, so in the kitchen, there was a door to a staircase right. yeah. that went up on the back of the house. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. That's cool. Yeah. Do you remember at, at Y100 in media? Right. We had that bizarre back staircase. It was wild. That really didn't yeah. have much of a purpose at all. Do you remember right. that, Casey? That was a wild yeah. building because that had been a bunch of different things. So at Y100 Media, if you went down to the basement, there was a bar. Mm-hmm. It was at one time a bartending school. Yeah. It was a huge space down there. But there was this weird back door yeah. that went to a staircase in the back hallway. And I don't even know where that... It went... Um... Where it went to inside upstairs. It was really weird. Uh, 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 on the other side of the Jocks Lounge. Okay. You had to go through the Jocks Lounge to get to that back staircase that led you essentially down to Lake Lynn's office. Okay. But there was no purpose to really right. go out back ever. <laughs> Why would no. you need that? It was really weird. I, I've shared this with you guys before, um, but I was surprised to see the number of listeners that responded to it. I have dreams all the time, a recurring dream of... of the wings of my house that I've never explored. <laughs> wings of the house that don't exist. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, and yeah. I have it in the house that I live in now, and I have it in the house that I lived in when I was in Phoenixville. And I, I wake up, or during the dream at some point, I'm really disappointed. I'm like, how did I not know this entire section of the house was here? Years ago, I tweeted out, I said I was doing work on the house, and I opened up a hole in the wall, and then I looked through, and there was like, uh, there was furniture and a TV, and then I remembered I live in a duplex. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hang on. Let me go to Lexi. Hi. Lexi, good morning. Hi. Good morning. How are you? Wonderful. What's up, Lexi? No, so uh, two things. The first thing I wanted to say is the ceiling fan that you were talking about. Okay. Um, the house that I grew up in had a whole house uh, ceiling fan, and when you turned it on, it sucked the air out of the house so fast that, like, it would actually close, like, the laundry room garage door. So it formed, like, a suction. So it totally could suck you up, I feel like. Um, That's what I was afraid of. Yeah. And, no, and the second thing, um, I didn't exactly have a Heidi house or room, um, but my senior year of high school, uh, I had a friend that was moving, um, and his parents had bought a house, but they still hadn't sold the previous house. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was completely vacant for showings and whatnot. Um, and that was kind of our hidey hole. It was like a group of a bunch of seniors from senior class. A whole house? Yeah. And we had a whole house. How long did that last, Lexi? Um, that was probably just around uh, the summer. I remember really going there in the summer and probably the first couple weeks of senior year. All right, let me um, let me ask you: Did you did you keep it clean after you would go in there so people wouldn't know that you guys were going in? Yeah, no, we kept it clean. Uh, right. No one, I don't think. I bet you weren't playing Parcheesi. No, <laughs> no, uh, no. But I can tell you, you know, I'm sure to, until this conversation, a lot of parents probably don't realize where we were. <laughs> wow. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that's th- that's a Valhalla situation. Oh, totally. When yeah. you're when you're that age, you get a house. You need. You just need a place. Yeah. You just need somewhere yeah. to go to do the things you want to do that <laughs> yeah. you can't do anywhere else. That's the yeah, hardest exactly. part about being a teenager is finding a place to go.
go do those things. That's Jong's house when I was growing up. Oh, really? Yeah. Dude, oh, that's not funny. only that, but like that I... was Danny's house in my case. <laughs> I didn't even have a room that locked. Like, that was the problem. Our bathroom didn't lock. Neither of our bathrooms locked. Uh, my bedroom didn't lock. Did you share a bedroom with a sibling? I did. Okay. I did. At, at, at one point, I shared it with both of my brothers. Oh, man. Uh, and then eventually, they ended up redoing our... Um, our attic turned into a third floor. Was that the room with the coffin? That was on the third floor. That, that, on the third that, floor. that okay. room never <laughs> turned into a room that anybody lived in. That was in a demon room. That was a storage room and was always a storage Don't room. Don't go up there. Uh, but no, no, never we go up there. We were on the on the second floor, and yeah, and I think my sister's bedroom is the only room that had a lock on it. That was of course, it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You guys were left to your own. Mm-hmm. Um, I will go next to Chris. Hi, Chris. Good morning. Back off, War Child. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. Back off, War Child. Seriously. Yeah. Back off, War Child. Seriously. Seriously. That I'm would kidding. be a waste of time. <laughs> I want to kiss you, War Child. <laughs> no. I want to kiss you. You want to kiss me? Okay. Back off, War Child. Seriously. Oh, kiss right. me, War Child. <laughs> Seriously. We're going to get lost. We're, we're wasting time. Here. Okay. So. That would be a waste of time. All right. What's what, up, Chris? You kiss me, War Child? No. What's up? My best friend, uh, when he bought his first house, it was... Uh, I think it was a foreclosure sale, heavy smoker, what have you, helping tear out the carpets, whatever. Right. Smoker moved to the basement, and we're tearing apart, you know, like uh, old paneling or whatever. There's a bookcase. We didn't know there was a bookcase because it was behind the paneling. We pulled the bookcase out like, oh, this is this is fun. Okay, cool. We we pull it out, and it's not. it was a secret room into, I, I kid you not, covered in tile. Every single square piece was covered. Where like inch of it was covered the in the walls, and there were there were uh, <laughs> there were drains in the center. There were no windows, and there was only one door to get in. And we were just staring at each other, like I'm pretty sure this dude was doing some things. Oh, that's where you that's where you vivisect the body. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why you have a drain in the floor. Yeah. But it was it was literally just a sing. It was a rancher that happened to have a like a in law suite. Or we assume it used to be an in-law suite. But, uh, yeah. It My was- wife and I like making skin suits. Do you have an industrial <laughs> drain in the basement? <laughs> exactly. Like, it was, there were no less than four separate drains mm. in, in this room. And we were just like, okay, maybe we should just, like, cover this up, fill it with concrete, never talk about it ever again. Right, right. Well, you know, people do, a lot of times, like with the John Wayne Gacy house, they just, they raise the whole thing and that that's it. Sure. Uh, but, um... It- Listen, you didn't even flirt with the notion of converting that into into some sort of (laughs) other thing, despite the countless people who lost their lives in that room? I mean, look, it wasn't my property. I had a couple ideas, but he didn't want to hear them. Oh, okay. All right. Can't figure out why. All right. That's wild. Appreciate it, Chris. Uh, Yeah, there's a uh, look around. Mm -hmm. Look around the house. See if you can find a little spot. The industry for hidden rooms, and that sort of, that is actually taking off like crazy. I was reading an article recently that a lot of people are looking for, you know, we're not talking safe rooms, just a, a hidden room. Yeah. yeah. I, have, I have a place we could do it at our house. It's it's an under-the-stairs closet type of thing, yeah. and we could easily put a, a bookshelf to, instead of a door, and it'd be kind of neat. But I actually, I actively use it quite a bit for storage. But Equalizer 2, he's got that cool... Oh, yeah, with the, the two-way two, two yeah, two mirror. mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's, That's kind of his safe room. Yeah, yeah. I like that. All right. Uh, anyhow, well, thank you for your calls. I apologize to those who I didn't get a chance to go to on the line. We need to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. And I've got more love from Wawa. We had CEO Chris Geisens here just a little while ago. And uh, Wawa 
Hoagie Fest uh, is happening, and the uh, Wawa Hoagie Day is tomorrow. Casey and I are hosting this. Independence Mall, the Constitution Center, and we'll take caller number 14, and we will give you a $25 Wawa gift card. 215-263-WMMR. They are making a seven-ton Wawa Hoagie tomorrow, and you can partake upon it. New two and the uh, annual Hoagies for Heroes competition is happening between local police, fire, and USO teams. We're going to take a break and be back in a moment. Stay with us. Your smart speaker can settle arguments, tell you the weather, and even order stuff. But did you know it can also stream WMMR, ask it to open MMR, and it'll begrudgingly comply. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopinAndWinGame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double-hung sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Casey told me uh, on PrestonandSteve.com, if you click on PrestonandSteve.com, uh, we now have the secret to growing your penis an extra three minutes. It's hidden there, though, yeah. somewhere. Yep. Yep. You've got you to you surf around a little bit, and yeah. eventually... That's one you're going to want to lock up. It's going to get so enormous. You'll find. Yep. Uh, so please go on there. No, actually, uh, uh, Marissa has to hit a certain amount of... Uh, of, of <laughs> Clicks per yeah. yeah. They put a lot of this stuff on her. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. So by the end of this week, she is so close to getting <laughs> uh, hitting her metrics, right? That I have zero problems being as as overt as just saying go to PrestonandSteve.com. Click on several of the photo galleries. There is the uh, 25 years of history, the blood drive, uh, memorable moments. Click on those galleries. Memorable moments from the 25 years is worth it alone. Yes. So go, go down and check all those. Go to all of those and scroll. G- click on the on the, those links and scroll to the bottom of the page so she can hit these metrics. Yeah, and if please. she hits that, the good part is they're going to add another million to next month's yeah. because yeah, she hit right. this one. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's what they do. <laughs> it's the, the budget thing, as always. But, but yeah, just scroll to the bottom and then move on. Go on with your life. Look at that penis thing. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we want Marissa to go into vacation with no stress. Yeah. Because we have vacation coming up. At, at no sad bro. So no sad bro. Please click on there for Marissa's sake, okay? All right, so uh, our next guest is here to tell us about an event that's coming up this weekend. It is the Pet Adoption Mega Event mm-hmm. at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks. Our friend Dave McGrogan yeah. is here. How you doing? Wonderful. I miss you guys. It's nice been a long to see time. you. It has been a while. See you guys. I'm surprised Casey didn't play some kind of a I'm not going to do it. Song <laughs> you know why? Because I'm shrinking. And my uh, daughter, I think, is um, is taller than me now. So I need the shot. There you go. My son is so much taller. Yeah. Than me. <laughs> he looks ridiculous. You sent us a picture of you guys, and I'm like, 
You've got to effing be. It's like you, Preston, with your kids who you shot the hell yeah, off. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, 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 it's awesome. It's yeah. enjoyable. Case, I, I appreciate you didn't play the short, so. Yeah. I still have the boots you gave me years ago. That I was boots. Yeah, let me, can I share that yeah, story? Please. I don't remember what the movie was from. It was Puss in Boots. It was Puss in Boots. <laughs> and as a promotional item, when movies come out, sometimes they'll send us little uh, chachis. Yeah, yeah. And they had sent us these little child-sized <laughs> boots. <laughs> that puss would wear. Yeah. And Casey, we had Dave in, and Casey goes, Dave, you know, we appreciate your relationship with you for so many years. We got you a gift, and he gave me these little boots. <laughs> it was one of my favorites. It was great. Uh, of all it, time. like, pops up on my Facebook memories every year, and I have to look at it. I love it, man. <laughs> I did. All right, so about the event this weekend. This is huge. This is massive. You guys are trying to get Gigantic a lot of event. pets into people's yes. homes. Yes, thousands of pets. So uh, one of the, I'm honored I get to serve on the board of the SPCA. I've been doing it about a decade now and one of the greatest things is we've helped make delaware a no-kill state so we have so many facilities now that we can take in animals from across the country uh but delaware in particular is no kill and then pennsylvania we're just continuing to expand our reach which is getting great. there getting yeah there. it's, it's, and, it's and a tough battle but you've been working honestly people don't sing your praises enough because you support max fund and everything else as well uh you know you it's your your involvement in these animal charities is awesome this is the biggest event of this kind i, I think i've ever seen yeah th- so this will be at oaks and basically the There'll be a thousand plus animals there looking for homes, and it's wow. thirty five dollar adoption fees. Those fees include your spay, neuter, microchip, and current vaccinations. So it's ten a.m. to five p.m. at uh, Oaks, uh, both Saturday and Sunday. It's a great event. It really is wonderful. It's amazing to see how many dogs find great homes. And really, uh, one of the things that we spend a lot of time doing is helping animals when there's a weather tragedy yeah. and things like that. As we see at the Atlantic hurricane season's kicking up, mm-hmm. I guarantee you there'll be some animals that and come our close. way from Florida or Texas or North Carolina this year. Right, right. So making some room really helps. Absolutely. So, And who's the, the doggy with you here? So this is Cookie. Cookie. <laughs> Cookie's about two months old. Beautiful. Really Will Cookie be available for adoption? Yes, yes, cookie awesome. Will. All right, she will be available nice. for adoption. Cookie, so. cookie is uh, very uh, sweet. So if you're up for, and, and Cookie looks a little bit like uh, the Oreo colors, so you got that going on. So excellent, very, very sweet. Only so the- two months old. Yeah. Wow. How do do we know Cookie's story, or do, there are lots of stories? We have Sarah who's in here. What's Cookie's Turn story, Sarah? If you, it's on. Oh, I'm sorry. Thought That's it was okay. On. Um, yeah, this is Cookie, and she came in just for the mega adoption event. She's from one of our partners in North Carolina, so um, she's getting a second chance here up north, where there's many more adopters than there are in the South, and so she's just one of the thousand plus puppies, kittens, dogs, cats that'll be available at our mega adoption event this weekend. And the truth of the uh, matter is, is that a lot of these dogs that are displaced from these other areas come in sort of already trained and acclimated to people. And it's always a nice thing. And you can come down and spend time and, and see who... You know, a lot of times they say the the, the animal, the cat will pick you. You know, yes. and it is true when you yep. get a good array of animals to choose from. It could be it could be nice, but you save you save save one life, you save two in in the in the in the pet rescue realm because you allow a space, you save that animal, and then another space opens up where that animal can be. Another animal can come in and be taken care of. So. Yeah, awesome. We're really lucky. The director uh, of Brandywine Valley SPCA has just done a tremendous job helping other shelters mm-hmm. become more efficient, save more animals. So we can't save every animal, but like in Louisiana, we've dramatically increased how many live animals get released and how many get adopted. And so working together, we're getting there. But these big events really help. Uh, it's for a great cause. We have great supporters, and we really appreciate people showing up. Reading here, you know, you said thirty-five dollar adoption fee. Uh, you do need to bring a uh, leash and collar if you're going to be do- uh, uh, adopting a dog, but you can buy them there as well. And for cat adopters, this is cat carriers are being donated. 
But uh, that's pretty awesome. That's excellent. Yeah. 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 Terrific. Yeah. Love is our big sponsor, and Bob's from Skechers, and they make these $35 adoption fees possible, and also, you know, the, the cat carriers, uh, if necessary. And, you know, to your point of helping shelters around the area, we're also partnering with shelters right here in our area. In fact, Act Philly is going to be there with pets. Um, and some other local shelters, um, the Humane Society of Berks County. So it's not just around the country. It's also local shelters taking yeah. part in this, too, yeah. which is so great. No, it's terrific. All right, and I read this little tidbit, too, that you guys will actually have fast passes uh, for people if they want to get in and, and uh, meet the pets. There's early access, and that's uh, a $50 fee for that mm-hmm. in case you're very specific about the yep. exact type of yep. animal you want to get before they're all... You know, they, so I adopted my two dogs from the Brandywine Valley SPCA, and I was an early board member at the time. And my wife, Melissa, and I, she was my girlfriend at the time. We were out the night before. <laughs> we went and had breakfast the next day. I think we were still feeling some of it. But before breakfast, I was like, we should really start to go adopt a dog. So we had our own fast pass because I called the director and said, <laughs> yeah. do you mind if we get in before the shelter opens? And we saw these two little dogs, a Minpin and a Dachshund, and you had to adopt them together. And we went in to get one. But the minpin jumped up for me. The dachshund looked at her, and she's from a dachshund family. So she, my, my wife's always been a dachshund person. And then we go out to breakfast to think about it. We pull back up to the shelter. There's like 50 cars, and we're thinking, oh, my God, our dogs <laughs> yeah, are going to get adopted yeah, yeah, yeah. away. Yeah. So that fast pass yeah. is for that. If you really, really know you want to come home with an animal and it's really what your family's ready for, it does work. I'll never forget. We were scared to death we were going to wow. lose our dogs. And, then, and they were senior dogs. We had them for seven or eight years. A bonded pair. It was yeah. a, amazing for our family. Well, you can go to megaadopt.com, and that's where the information is? Yes. Awesome. All right. Well, that's coming up this Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., megaadopt.com. It's a Greater Philadelphia at Expo Center at Oaks, where we just had our blood drive. Yes. Huge hit. Uh, it's a great place. Excellent. Well, good luck, man. Thank you, guys. It's great to see you, Dave. Really good to see you, guys. Appreciate it. Dave McGrogan yeah. and Sarah and I'm sure we'll post that information up on uh, yes. Preston. And, and you can click on that. For all. You can click Get a on click. Yes, yeah. go click. Yeah. Yes. Click, click. Click, click, click. I mean, honestly, like, and, and all jokes aside, the community page on PrestonandSteve.com and WMMR.com and the contest page, because we have really cool stuff to give away this week. And uh, if you're looking for events like the Mega Adoption, it's always posted on the community page. So go there, click through those, and help Marissa get to her goal. Excellent. Um, you know what? We, we didn't discuss what we were going to talk about. Um, I do have, and we haven't done this in a little while, uh, the Survey Says oh. segment, if oh. you want. Yes! Does that sound good? Because oh. i got some interesting things here I think we can pass along. So... Uh, sorry to pull that out without your knowledge, but um, let me let me dive into a couple. I of like the survey says, but I need uh, Casey's uh, working on getting. Uh, Are these like the dumb survey stuff? This is yeah, the har- yeah, yeah. They okay. send stuff yeah. like this all the time. Right. There, there are believe it or not. Just by, you know, they say when you buy a house, whether you know it or not, there's a tomato garden and a potato garden. Right. So th- there are these prep services that just start coming when you have a uh, a morning show, yes. and so many times. Talk about your favorite food. Yeah. Uh, it, it's stuff literally like that. So these surveys are mm-hmm. in that vein. That dumb. Yep. So let's do it. Survey says. And we'll start with this one, uh, Steve. And it does speak to you. All right. Okay. I'm dumb. In a survey of over 31,000 people, when it comes to cookies. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> so you're going to go through. When it comes to cookies. <laughs> 
I have uh, the most populars uh, here. So and, they went and with the, the least, most popular and the and, least popular. And the least popular. <laughs> they didn't do... Now, a creative service would have gone with the moderately popular. Right. Right. So... Which pe- which is which people uh, are attracted to what? Or they break yeah. it down a little bit further. Can I, like, may I guess? Homemade yeah. cookies are like store-bought, like, prepackaged. That's another survey. Yeah. These are just cookies in general. Okay. All right. Uh, so, yeah, do you want to guess? I'll tell you mine. You know yeah. mine. Chocolate, chocolate chip. chip cookie. Yeah. Absolutely. What, the OG. What do you guys think would be number one? Chocolate chip cookie. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I guess. I mean, if I'm going to say something different just to say something different, sure. I got you. By far, it's chocolate chip cookie. Yeah! Yeah! 57%. Steve, did you have a Wawa one? Oh, I'm, oh, you, oh, I was targeted. So I, I do the intermittent fasting now. So once oh. noon hits, ah. step away because it's going to look like a shark feeding frenzy. It's outside right. now. So in right. second place, I got to go, Preston. <laughs> in second place, and I'm shocked by this. Shocked? I, can I guess? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Turd. No. No. Oh. That I would be oatmeal? very shocked by oatmeal. Is correct. Yeah. Yeah. Seventeen percent. Oh. You know what? Second I, to chocolate chips. I vacillate on oatmeal. A, a, a fresh oatmeal cookie can be excellent. I love it. The only and yet I've spoken out against chocolate chip oatmeal chocolate chip, which I don't fall. I don't put in the chocolate chip category. Yeah, but they can be good as well. The only time I do not like an oatmeal raisin cookie is, is when, when it's made love to your wife. No. Oh. Um, okay, so there's two times where I don't like oatmeal <laughs> raisin cookies. One when it makes love to my wife. Secondly, is when I'm think I'm biting into a chocolate chip. Yes, yeah. you're not that is a disappointing one. Yes, I now you guys know that I prefer a uh, when it comes to chocolate chip cookies. I kind of like the uh, the crunchy. Um, okay. yeah. I know you guys. Stop it. No, don't judge. You're wrong. Your opinion is wrong. But Your subjective opinion is ridiculous. When it comes to oatmeal cookies, those need to be soft. Okay. As far as I'm concerned, I, I would not like a crunchy oatmeal May cookie. I, I tell you, I can. Uh, my preference on a chocolate chip cookie is for it to be uh, moist. However, I'm, I'm absolutely fine with a uh, Chips Ahoy or uh, if it's a or fresh cookie. one that's been made at home and has been cooked a little bit long and is a little crunchy. I kind of like that's that, That's the too. way I like it. With a big, tall glass of bull semen. Wait, what? No, I'm, I'm out on that. I love oatmeal. I eat it every day. It should not be put in a cookie. Uh, you know it has been. Already. Shut your hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and no, no one told Kathy about oatmeal cookies. And Wait a minute. Raisins? What? Yeah. What? You, you, like you don't put oatmeal. You don't put raisins in oatmeal. In, in a cookie? No, regular oatmeal. No, I do not. No. What about okay. raisins? No. Here's what I do. Uh, maybe. What about oatmeal and blueberries? Oh yeah, that's Ooh. what I eat every. By the way, the golden raisins are fantastic. Oh, oh, those golden raisins. Yes. Um, actually, I'll take that back, Preston. If I get the oatmeal from. Uh, a store that I love, uh, they do put raisins Do you know in. what Kathy's really saying right there? I love Preston so much, <laughs> and I've got to tell him. No, no, no. I just don't know. I'm not, I'm not judging you because you like an oatmeal raisin cookie. I just, to me, I could always pass that up. You okay. don't like, the mushy is what you do. You're not a fan no. of mushy. No, of course You are no. a tech. Texture-wise, no, 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 is... no, not in a cookie, Steve. I like, oh, a, so- really? I like a soft oh, yeah. cookie. Yes. I spoke out of turn. Sorry about that. A close second for me, by the way, is a soft cookie with uh, toffee, like a butter toffee. Uh, toffee can be good. Well, what do we, mm-hmm. So the third cookie, I would think, in, in the classic cookie realm would be like a sugar cookie. You or know what? Not a what? chocolate chocolate? Uh, third, okay, so third is peanut butter cookies. Peanut butter cookies? The least 
popular cookies on the list, okay, and there's two of them. 8% chose Snickerdoodles. I do like a Snickerdoodle. I like them too. And then Steve, coming in last place, sugar cookies. What? I am shocked. What? I love sugar cookies. What? You know what I I love sugar cookies, and I also love shortbread cookies. Shortbread? We talked about that. Yes. What is it, like in in the tin with Dutch artwork on it? Yep. And there's like 70 little separate... Yeah, some of them are swirly. Some of them have like really big uh, sugar crystals on them. I love them. I do too. What? All right. I see toffee cookies. I'm going to go to Katie on the phone. Hi, Katie. Good morning. Good morning. Sorry to bother you guys at work. We want to hear what you have to say, Katie. Well, you guys can't talk about cookies without talking about my toffee chocolate chip cookies that you guys had at camp out. That I, I remember. You. I yeah, remember. You, you made them this year for us. Yes. Yes, I did. Yeah, they're they're excellent. I um, again, it's hard to f up a classic uh, cookie, but yeah, no, we appreciate that. The the toffee thing. Are you guys fans of toffee? Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah. I won't. I won't buy. It won't be first on the list. But if it shows up, you know, in my mouth right now, I'm happy. <laughs> so be happy to know I will be coming to camp out again this year, Thank and you. I'll be bringing more coffee. All right, beautiful. I will give you a book about Isaac Nougat. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Katie. Yeah, and Katie, what you need to do is uh, provide us with pictures of your kitchen so Kathy can also enjoy your cookies because she will not eat. Homemade stuff, unless she knows what your kitchen looks like. <laughs> I, go, I always say, what is this? We don't know what their kitchen looks like. Yep, she's not out <laughs> right. of I made this in my own kitchen, Kathy. I think you like it. All right, survey says. Let's go back to something else. Uh, all right, so new, a new survey. He said these are stupid, right, Steve? We're going to go with balls. A new survey ranks the top 10 most attractive birds in the world. Oh, the top 10 <laughs> most attractive birds. This is the kind of prep crap you get. All right. Let, can I'm I guess? Gonna, I'm going to judge this. All right, hang but on. You want to make the first guess? No, I don't know a guess. I think they're all dumb. I'm just going to judge if they're good looking or not. <sighs> Classic birds? Number one most attractive? It's, it's obvious. Nick. What? The peacock. The peacock. Okay. Uh, he could be right. Casey, you're writing down all I'm yours? I'm writing down my top uh, five, I think. Okay. Top yeah, we only birds. need to go through five. <laughs> top five not, not top five birds, but oh, the, the hottest most birds. Most attractive. Yeah. Hottest birds. Sexiest birds. Hottest birds. Uh-huh. Um, I'll just roll through the list right. here. Okay, so uh, number one with an attractive score of 8.21 overall out of 10 uh-huh. is the black-backed dwarf kingfisher. That's dumb. What? Yeah, they're pretty. I know what that looks like. I don't like. even know what that looks like. Yeah. Exactly, but it's not on my top five, so. Oh, okay. The, uh, wait, what, is, yeah. what is the name of it again? Black-backed yeah. kingfisher. It shows up like a nature special, Steve, so I'm oh. sure you would recognize it. It like is it, really pretty. Yeah. Um, oh, it is actually pretty. Steve, I think on like planet Earth, maybe they had uh, the, a little section where they talked about We're them. on Earth. Even you yeah. would like this bird. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty. It's it's pretty. pretty. You got to admit that color scheme is pretty got wild. Yeah. Purples and pink. Looks and like yellow. a match to Starburn. It's like nature's candy. I would love to eat this little bird. Kingfisher's yeah. head heads, though. Yeah. Like uh, the, the head proportion size to the rest of the body. Like, And I I, I know of what I speak. Fun. <laughs> oh, I guess we're not attractive in next realm. <laughs> no, I got to make that too, Kingfisher. It's number, uh, is that number one or is that just on the list? That's number one. Number yeah, out of a score, score of 8.12 wow. out of 10. That's the Russian judges are being hard on that one. Next is with an 8.1. Actually, that had an 8.1. This is oh, a, an arcane grading system. 8.21. Uh, an 8.17 out of 10 is the yellow-throated toucan. A beautiful bird. Yep. 
They have I a, have one in my car right now. They have a very I cracked the window. Large uh, beak on them. Oh yeah, I saw one of those in Costa Rica. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's neat. Hey what's Nick. That? Hey, what's up, Toucan? <laughs> but there's better looking toucans than that one. Are there? Yeah. Well, like the ones like, that work as models. Well, Toucan Sam, whatever that one is based off. I follow of. my nose. Okay. Uh, then we have. I'm sorry. I'm trying to go through this. The name of this one. This is an 8.15 rating out of 10. The Lesser Violetier is what they rank as that, uh, the third one. Uh, so Lesser, L-E-S-S-E-R, and then V-I-O-L-E-Tier, T-E-A-R. This is a pretty right. good one. It has a, a nutsackian oh, wow. look to it. <laughs> yeah, a little yeah. shriveled it yeah. has It has the colors of a peacock. Oh, it's a hummingbird. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Oh. Uh, then we have the violet caped wood nymph. Okay, I don't. I've never. I ain't never heard of none of these birds. Uh, earned an eight point one one score to put itself in fourth place. Mm. It um, sleeps with the judges. <laughs> no, this one's ugly. Is it? Yeah. This little tiny sucker you don't like? The yeah. violet caped wood nymph. Uh-huh. Would you also, kill one with a hammer? It's also a uh, hummingbird. Okay. Um, Something birds are really delivering big this list. And then number ten is the rainbow bee eater. A rainbow? Does it in fact eat bees? Do we know, Preston? I would assume that it would. Right. Uh, it came in fifth place with a score of eight point one. Uh, it's another pretty bird. As right. Pretty bird. Attractive. Pretty bird. <laughs> pretty bird. Pretty bird. Pretty bird. Pretty bird. The first one was the really only pretty, really pretty bird. Uh, so Casey's top five. You want these? Yeah. Bald eagle. You're damn straight. I think you're hot. Blue jay. Oh. A parrot. <laughs> uh, cockatiel. Yeah. And lovebird. Yeah. I don't know uh, lovebirds if I prefer the blue ones or the green ones, but they are the white pretty. ones? Uh, Aren't there white lovebirds? Not that I know of. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, it's, but these birds that you're going through, those are like from actual birders who know things about birds. Yeah. You're talking about a regular pedestrian bird <laughs> yeah. aficionado. Yeah. I would say the funny thing about lovebirds, from what I understand is, is that, um, you know, you get the wrong pairing and they will maul each other to death. They they kill each other. Yeah. That's my understanding. That could okay. be completely inaccurate. I but have heard, heard that if you get lo- one lovebird, it'll love you. But if you get two lovebirds, it you will... got a threesome. <laughs> no, it will only love the other lovebird. I thought that was the the, uh, the tale about kissing fish. Uh, like those, uh, they uh, would kill each other. Uh, I don't know, possibly. I may be totally wrong. The cockatiel is the bird that watches the other two have sex, dude. <laughs> the cockatiel. Yeah, I'm liking this. Oh, I'm liking that. Use your fingers. You don't have fingers. I don't know. Oh, oh yeah. Talent. Oh yeah. I like it. Give me more of that. More saliva. Spit stream. Oh my god. Um. But a bald eagle is just spit seeds all over it. I don't Ooh. think a bald eagle is hot. I think a bald eagle right. is majestic. Uh, I don't think I, of it as a pretty bird. Well, pretty sure? bird. Yeah. Well, the, the reason being, and I, and I know what you're talking about, Nick, is because raptors, they have a, they have kind of an evil look about them yeah. in their eyes. They have the eyes that are very big and wide. Of and the tiger. They want to kill something, which kill is you. what they do. I want to kill you. You want to kill me? You want to kill me a thousand times all the fishes in the sea? You want to kiss me? I want to kiss you. So look at look at the brow on this eagle. It's majestic and, and, it, it's, and it's powerful. I just love it. But um, but as far as this is this is the well, prettiest. It was um, the prettiest, right? Ten most visually ple- visually pleasing birds. Yeah. So not top ten most attractive pretty. birds. Yeah. This thing is hot. Do I would say I would say this. Then I would agree with you, Casey. You I would call the eagle attractive. And it's a I find I it's a majestic, yeah, noble, 
Uh, yes. He's not sexy, though. Um, he's too sexy for his feathers. I'm pretty, mm-hmm. yeah, no. So when I look at him, I kind of, like, he reminds me. up. He re- reminds me of Iceman from uh, Top Gun. You know what I mean? Like steely eyes. Yeah, steely eye. Like no nonsense. Like no ability to act. Yeah. Uh, crew cut. You yeah. know, like yeah. I like rigid. It. Hot. <laughs> you can be his wingman anytime, Case. <laughs> you can be my wing eagle anytime. All right. Uh, Did you figure it out yet? <laughs> Who's yeah. the hottest bird? Moving on to the next survey. <laughs> I figured it out. Okay. All right. So so far we know the best cookies and the mo- and the hottest birds. All right. Uh, this is why these surveys are so good. Two thousand uh, people were polled to tell us um, about vibes. Uh, the instrument or not, just vibes in not general? Not the instrument. Vibes. Uh, and so, forty-eight percent of eighteen to twenty-six-year-olds use the word to describe a place. Yeah. Like, I get a good vibe from this place. This place gives vibe. Do you know how I hear it used more often? I'm vibing with this person. Yes. That's vibing, but I don't know if it's the same as right. having vibes. <laughs> it is, but you know what I mean. I know. Uh, 47% of 27 to 42-year-olds use the word vibes, and 22% of baby boomers say vibes in this context as well. Uh, now, what helps the vibe? What helps improve the vibe of a... Of a, are we talking about a place? Yes, a place. Okay. 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 Yeah. Good vibrate. Uh Kathy, 33% said decorative plants. Oh, my God. Ooh. I love it. You knew your day would come. <laughs> Kathy brings in decorative plants. I have decorative plants. She has a little garden right in front of her right I'm now. I'm just vibing here, trying yeah. to vibe this place up. 32% <laughs> said... Sound hip. Ducka, 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 ducka. Oh, yeah, I hang out with the kids at the mall shop. Yeah. <laughs> 35, uh, or I'm sorry, 32% said that uh, wood elements. Oh, yes. Bring vibes. <laughs> Just you wood in general? Your, you can make your own. We could do a class and we can vibe. So let me ask you, are you talking about what kind of wood elements? Just two by fours? Or? Uh, yeah. I think, yeah. No, Just I, lumber? Chips. <laughs> No, I think uh, that decor, like wood decor, oh, is like a very dark popular. wood, like okay. mahogany and stuff like that. No, like 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 decorative pieces. Mulch, mulch. <laughs> no, it's no. wood, yeah. like wood paneling, sawdust. No, like like a decor, like, like driftwood. I, I know what you're saying. Like a decorative piece, whether it be a sign, a, a photo. Um, wood sold here. We had a uh, <laughs> we had a friend who had in in his office in his room where he did his work. Uh, the lower half of it was uh, this. Lasagna, like mahogany. Oh. No, it wasn't lasagna. It was like <laughs> mahogany paneling all the way around the base of the. Oh, like that's the, the, nice. The bottom half of the. I always thought that looked really cool. I always wanted like, a, a real like desk, desk, and you know, very manly colors are like a dark wood and like a um uh, uh an emerald green. Yeah, uh, I always thought that was a cool that yeah. vibes for me. Right, right. Like in the in the movie um uh uh Kingsman. When he takes him into the yes, fitting room, right, yes, it's right. that, that green, wood and green. I'm it like, looks that's, very cool. that's a very manly vibe, very cool vibe. So the wood elements help out and bring that out. It's very then, country club uh, locker room vibey. Yes, Lots very much so. A lot, a lot of times you find the, that green and, and wood color in, in, in locker rooms, uh, in uh, uh, golf uh, locker rooms. All right, so Kathy, decorative plants, wood elements, and 53% said cleanliness. Oh, well, yeah. Bring the vibe. I agree with, I agree pretty much with all those. Yeah. yeah. I, I, the, and the, once the wood was explained to me, it's not just lumber. 
Uh, it makes sense now. I love it. Where at, is this place? At home. So, uh, Kathy, in here to vibe out our area, you brought in fake plants. Correct. Do you have fake plants at home? Or are they uh, you all know real? So I was very against um, the faux greenery and flowers and all of that for a really long time. How about now? Um, but now I have a few in there. Not too many because it still collects dust for me. And, like, I'll if uh, I'll sneeze and I'll mm-hmm. get sinus issues from it. So I don't um, – no, it's not everywhere, but I have a few now. I like, and, but I also have real plants. I think they look cool. Yeah. I, and, and I should probably spruce up our joint by bringing in some – by you, vibing it with like that. Do you – how do you dress up? the room where you go to smoke cigars. <laughs> oh, God. That's like a nightmare. If I had to walk into a place, a cigar bar, cigar, yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know. I Do might, you think you would I pass out? Dead. Yeah. <laughs> might actually drop dead. Yeah. Yeah. I might. You know, I felt bad for a guy because he was, uh, I went out in the, the nice little town of Wayne the other night and um, a guy was smoking a cigar outside and he should have every right to do yeah. that. And it annoyed the crap out of me. Where was he? <laughs> in Wayne, outside. We were outside at a restaurant, and we were like three tables over from this dude. And he, he'd he been at a bar, and then he, he brought a cigar, and he was smoking a cigar outside. But it just, it smelled so bad. Um, but he just was trying to chill outside with a cigar. So, Did, I, like, I get where he's coming from. Was it alfresco dining? Um, I mean, we, you know, uh, North Wayne Avenue by the yeah. train tracks or, or the train station, there's right. a, you can dine on the sidewalk there and that's where we were. Okay. And he was two or three tables over and it just, it, uh, we had to get up and leave. Oh, you hated that. Okay. And you I felt bad it. for him? Because all he wanted to do was smoke his cigar outside. Okay. And I should be perfectly fine with that, but his cigar smoke was uh, annoying to me. No, listen, I love a cigar. I love a cigar and a glass of whiskey. Fantastic. Great combination. But cigar and food, no. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm surprised they would allow yeah. it in a in a place where you're dining. Yeah, yeah me too. It was it was outdoor seating yeah. at a restaurant. And that doesn't mix. Yeah, but yeah. still, that you wouldn't be able to light up a cigarette, right? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe they let you he, fart. He, you know, and then we went across the street and we could still smell it. Well, that's potent. Yeah. You can smell okay. it. <laughs> All right. Uh, survey says. Moving on to a new survey. What? I have a survey. Okay. Kathy was talking to me about this uh, over the uh, weekend. Uh, what are the three worst? And there's only three here. I don't know. I talked to you this weekend? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> no. Get out. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Uh, because uh, I was out to dinner on Friday night, and mid-dinner I had to take a dump. And and as I was doing that, I realized that, that like the three worst places that to have to take a dump. What are the uh, what is the worst? Open casket. M- mid meal? No, no, no. Only the three that I say. Oh, Steve. okay. <laughs> uh, mid meal at a restaurant, mid shower, or mid workout. You're talking about when or where? Just when? Like uh, which, which scenario is the worst? Yeah, mid-shower, because, like, you're already in the shower and you dedicated time to clean your butt. <laughs> now you got to go start Don't you just grab the shower? <laughs> yeah, no. I get Don't out. you just hunch over? It ruins the shower. Don't you keep a bucket in the shower? I can't believe you were the first to answer that. <laughs> well, I was you trying to help he's, he's, write, he's writing a book. Preston is uh, contemplating. I am. Because um, I think showers, actually, of the three is the best, because at least you can go in and clean yourself right afterwards. Sure. Yeah, but the problem is you have to... You got to dry off a yes. little bit. You got to yeah. get out. I'd have to dry almost completely off, and then go sit on the. T- There's no way I could slip around with a wet butt on the toilet. That would just be uncomfortable. And I don't. I don't like the idea of having to. Have, I, I don't care about. I can take a dump right after a shower and not have to go shower again. That doesn't bother me. Uh, but but the whole having to dry off and then I haven't finished taking a shower yet and then go back in and shower again. That sucks. But mid meal. Mm-hmm. That's that ha- a tough that one. Happens to me, I would say, quite often. Because uh, I get in a zone when eating a meal, 
and I want to, you know, work my way through that plate, take my little journey, my little yeah. flavor journey, Maybe and have to make stop some more that poop. for a little while, and then, you know, it's no guarantee that if you got to go to the bathroom that it's going to be a quick, Yeah, you know, you could be in there for a few I'll minutes, tell you and then it. your meal cools off a little bit. Yeah. I'm going to go meal. Steve? What, what's your list again? Uh, mid-meal, mid-workout, or mid-shower. Mid-meal out to dinner, not mid-meal at home. Out to dinner at home. I'm fine with that. A mid-shower. Mid-shower for you, Kathy. Uh, come on. This is the dumbest survey. I wish. I can't believe you let him take over. Well, you, do, it's not and, bad. I mean, it's, your, it's a scenario you we've been in before. Like that, Preston, aren't you the host? <laughs> do your period list. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Period. <laughs> mid meal, yeah. mid workout. Doesn't have mid sleep. Like Floral and Hardy. <laughs> She's not going to answer. Who no, cares? I'm not going to answer that ridiculous stupid right. question. What's your answer? Uh, <laughs> it's a little mean. It's a little harsh. Oh, uh, I, I think the period thing really pushed her. Yeah. I think yeah. someone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Keep digging that hole. Uh, I wondered why there was a chocolate fountain behind her. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've mentioned chocolate like five times today. I'm like, well, does it have chocolate in it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do we do? We got into chocolate. I'm going mid-workout. Um, because of the sweat? Because of the sweat. I get you. And at least with mid-meal, uh, you are, quote, unquote, making room so you can have more when you come back. Oh. So it's like, oh, I didn't have room for dessert, but now I do. <laughs> but what oh, better so, way so. to feel the burn when you're defecating in your gym shorts? Yeah. The turds are coming straight out of your stomach? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's how it works, Preston. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. It's called the Express Pass. Yeah. All right. Well, we all have, uh, I guess uh, Nick and, and Steve have uh, made it the yeah. majority. Do we want to ask Marissa? Or of do you course we do. To, Marissa, do you want to jump in? If you had to, what would be the least inconvenient or least pleasurable dump you had to take a dump in the middle of a meal, in the middle of a workout, in the middle of a shower. Skip. I was like, if she answers that. She's voting present. We gave you an opportunity. Kathy and I had a poop conversation ready for you guys yesterday. Oh, yeah, we did. It's coming. Oh, about the flies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, So they do have their own stuff. We'll get get that eventually. But uh, (laughs) but this was pressing. So you don't want to partake. Marissa doesn't want to partake, so... Because stop going to the smart. website and stop clicking on our. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll do one more thing here. All right, and then we'll uh, then we'll wrap this. We have time for one more. Uh, a little tiny one. These are stupid surveys. Remind you, incredibly stupid that are sent to us with the laughable <laughs> notion that we do them on air. And what are we doing? We're doing them on air. In a survey of 2,000 on-site employees, when it comes to coffee, coffee, sixty percent mm. turn to coffee to improve their mood at work. No. I don't. No. Yeah. Yeah. So I do. My day. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I love. I get. I actually feel myself get a little happier yeah. when I take my. Maybe first you sip. should drink some coffee and then answer my question. <laughs> <laughs> coffee makes you poop. Forty-five uh, percent say free beverages are a perk to work in the office. So um, I'm drinking now black coffee in the morning up and to you about love like twelve thirty. I effing hate it. Yeah. Yeah. I do too. Yeah, I've been doing it for years. I effing years. hate it. I've been doing it for. I've been doing it for at least fifteen years, maybe longer. And I still don't really like it. I don't like it at all. I just didn't want any more sugar because I have a really loaded sugary coffee on my way into work in the morning. So when I'm leaving, I will do that. Uh, That's how I might treat myself after the run. But the black coffee, uh, I've, I've been trying. No, it has to be very hot. That's when I can kind of enjoy it. And then once it cools off, it's just I'm just servicing the the black coffee gods. All right, and then the last uh, 
portion of that survey is 64% drink iced coffee at work. I drink iced coffee on the weekends. What is your preference now between hot coffee and iced coffee? What is your preference? A lot of people have switched and drink all year round iced coffee. Honestly, my preference now for taste and enjoying it is is iced coffee, but I like stopping to get, uh, for for me, it's like a routine in the morning, so I stop and I get hot coffee on the way into work. And um, Steve, although uh, Preston, I think uh, you're Steve and you're Preston. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a few years ago, um, <laughs> you did a survey. We, we are wearing name tags. <laughs> Just look at their microphone. I got, I got lost in the middle of my head. Um... Cold water in the morning can help you wake up, too. It, it, uh, and, in a shower. And, no, no, no. Like, drinking, drinking a lot of cold water just to start your day can actually wake you up just as much as coffee can. Oh, that's right. I remember we did. Okay. So I, I drink lukewarm. I tried it, but. Yeah, I, I drink lukewarm water all the time. I like room temperature water. Um, I do drink a lot of water during the, the morning. Uh, but coffee, uh, caffeine does have, has no impact on me waking me up. I could drink a full coffee right before going to bed. It wouldn't be any issue. Mm. It would be the sugar that would do uh, that. Who okay. drinks more coffee, Bill Weston or Pierre Robert? Pierre. Oh, wait, I didn't realize Bill drank that much. Bill drinks it all the time. And Bill drinks right? it oh, nonstop. Really? Bill goes to the coffee machine quite a bit. Oh, I oh. didn't know that. Yeah. No wonder why his hands are always flailing. That's yeah. true. Maybe I'm like that's, a monkey. That's the secret <laughs> behind his constant gesticulations. Is all could, that I actually walked in, saw Bill sitting on his desk, Preston, with two symbols. Casey's telling me we got to wrap uh, up. Ding, 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 right, this has been Survey Says, so thank you very much. Uh, where's my music? Thank you for joining us for the survey this morning. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, let's give away a $25 gift card with all this coffee talk from yeah. our friends at Wawa. Yeah. And we'll take caller number 18 at 215-263-WMMR. Don't forget Wawa Hoagie Day tomorrow at Independence Mall. In our festivities, National Constitution Center is offering free admission for everyone from 9.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. But we'll take that caller and we'll set you up with that $25 gift card. We'll be right back. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. We have more stories to share via the Bizarre File. We're going to do it now. Now. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you by Horizon Services. Purchasing a new cooling and heating system has never been easier with Horizon Cooling, Heating, and Plumbing. Uh, with free estimates and next-day installations, booking in seconds at horizonezbook.com. Well, this idiot, a tourist, has been caught on camera carving a message into the ancient walls of Rome's Colosseum oh. using a set of keys. You know, you'd be surprised how often people uh, deface that uh, structure, and they have they have security all over the place, but still people manage to do it. In the footage posted on Reddit, the man uh, wearing shorts and a T-shirt carrying a backpack can be seen using keys to write Haley into the walls of the 1,937-year-old building. Come on. As the other tourists... Haley's a slut. Using the camera, plans to uh, pans to the man. He looks into the camera and grins, but doesn't stop using his keys to carve what some uh, users have said is his girlfriend's name. Uh, users quick to click to were users were quick to slam the man, calling him an a hole, and asking people to send the video to police so he could be arrested. If caught, he could face up to a twenty thousand dollar fine. Yeah, I mean, it, listen, it's uh, it's kind of old. He also could face a year uh, in behind bars as well. In two thousand fourteen, a Russian tourist was caught. Uh, carving a 25 centimeter K into the historic building, he was fined 20 grand. 
Uh, the 42-year-old was uh, on a vacation with his family when security guard caught him carving the tall letter into the brick with a sharp stone. But come on, man. Here is a follow-up story. Yesterday I had this. A ramp worker at the San Antonio International Airport who was ingested into a plane engine died of suicide, yeah. authorities said oh, yesterday. What? Couldn't believe it when I saw this, yeah. The airport employee died Friday night after getting caught in the engine of a Delta Airlines plane that arrived from Los Angeles and was taxing to the gate. Mm-hmm. The medical examiner's office confirmed the cause of death by suicide. And an investigation into the incident by the National Travel Safety Board has been canceled in light of the medical examiner's findings. Not to get too gruesome, but... What is left when someone goes through a jet engine like that? Very good question. I mean, I don't think it's fully like a vaporized. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it's if it acts completely like a um, a food processor yeah. or something like that. But it's got to be pretty beat up. You know, there was footage of a guy who survived being. It was on the deck of an aircraft. Do you remember this story? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, well, who knows. Uh, counselors have been made available for airport employees following the death. The Columbus Parks Department confirmed a dead octopus was found hanging out of a toilet in a park bathroom. Ooh, where was this park? Uh, in Columbus. Okay. So the department director, Mark Jones, confirmed the animal was found in a bathroom at Mill Race Park on Thursday morning. Uh, Jones said it was dead when it was found. So here's the question. Was it halfway through a work route, halfway through dinner, or was it showering? <laughs> Pictures of the discovery have been making the rounds on social media and raising a lot of questions. It's unclear how the octopus got into the restroom, and Jones said it was eventually disposed of. But, I mean, <laughs> we just had an octopus and squid that we did some things with at a, yeah. uh, at a contest. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. Somebody's right. just messing around. I don't really know. <laughs> uh, lightning strikes across Pakistan's eastern Punjab province killed at least 10 people, officials said Monday, as heavy uh, pre-monsoon range lashed the region. Lightning strikes are frequent across Pakistan, especially in Punjab's mountainous areas and plains. Uh, The Pakistan Meteorological Department said uh, more rains were expected this week, bringing some respite from the ongoing heat wave. Uh, Ongoing rains could trigger flash flooding. Uh, Every year... Many areas of Pakistan struggle with the annual monsoons, drawing criticism for poor government planning, and the season runs from July through September. But 10 people killed by lightning strikes. That's crazy. That's, that's a lot. Yeah. And I, I don't have any word on, you know, if several were hit at the same time or right. anything like that. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Here's another follow-up story. A man who admitted performing a sex act while kneeling over a baby seagull that he had captured has hell? been jailed for 24 weeks. Was he performing the sex act on the baby seagull or was he performing it above the baby seagull? I, I think like above it. Okay. I, I think. So David Lee admitted... I'll show you to steal my fries. ...causing unnecessary suffering to the bird at a previous hearing. Lee was caught after a local resident provided footage to the police that showed him chasing after the bird around 1 a.m. Uh, the prosecutor, Leslie Burgess, said the defendant takes his phone out of his pocket. He thereafter takes down his trousers. Oh, he then goes down. It is very clear he is pleasuring self, himself at the time, and then he goes on to move the gull between his legs. Uh, for a time, the defendant is engaging in a sexual act with the baby seagull. The defendant then stands back up. She added that Lee then picked up his phone and gave the bird a little kick before walking you off. You can't the get other after direction. that? So I don't know if he 
I, I don't know, Steve. I'm not sure exactly what he did here. No, but you kiss it. Uh, the court also. You want to kiss, kiss me? <laughs> uh, the court also heard that. Uh, I want to kiss you. You want to kiss me? The court also <laughs> heard that police discovered Lee had been watching porn, which Seagull in, porn, which involved animals. Oh uh, Jesus! When they searched his phone, the prosecution agreed that uh, this would have uh, distressed the seagull even more. I've never seen a baby seagull. I've never really. I mean, I've seen, like, freshly hatched birds, but I've never seen, like, baby birds. Yeah. Like a younger bird? Uh, yeah, I know what you're saying. But, or you're, maybe I wouldn't even know the difference, to tell you the like truth. Like a baby robin? Yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah, they, they don't like, look oh, anything like birds at all. They are not sexy birds whatsoever. Well, no, he's like saying, like, the, out of the nest out of when the they're flying. Oh, right. yeah. Well, because at that point, if they're flying, they just look like small birds. Yeah, She's probably. Right. Just look like, look like small, stupid birds. <laughs> <laughs> but you will see baby waterfowl pretty regularly. Yes. Like yes, that, that ducklings. Yeah, ducklings, ducklings, and and, and and what do you call baby geese? Swanlings, gooselings, gooselings, gosslings, gosslings, gosslings. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a baby goose or is that a? That's a gosling. Okay, yeah. yeah. All right. Baby ducks are cute. <laughs> they are. They're especially with their their sort of. A, I got it. Yeah. What is it? The down? What do you call it? the? Uh, yeah, the yes. Yeah, what yeah. is that a movie quote from? It's from uh, Bull Durham. Okay. And the baby ducks are cute. I want to be exotic. <laughs> Uh, a major Japanese moving company has apologized after a video showing two of its uh, employees, one tied naked inside a truck and the other flicking rubber at him, <laughs> went viral on social well, media. They couldn't find any seagulls. Art Moving Company, headquartered in the city of Osaka, acknowledged that the content of its video was inappropriate behavior for its workers and apologized. Uh, the video shows a man uh, tied naked to a wall inside a truck uh, container and the other man pulling an elastic band and flicking it toward him. Uh, Art became aware on June 22nd. The video in question was spreading online. An internal investigation apparently revealed the video. that near my armoire. Taken in, in 2019 and that the two men in the clip were both employees. Uh, the man who was tied up left the company this year. I would like to resign. And the other man who was flicking the rubber. <laughs> Does this have anything to do with the rubber band naked? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the man who was flicking the rubber is still employed. I, yeah, well, I hate to lose you. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. Uh, Nick uh, pulled up a picture of a baby seagull for Casey. Aww. So now you've seen a baby seagull, Casey. Yeah, you don't see them out in the wild, do you? No, no. they're usually at the nurseries. That uh, I guess they keep they stay close to the nest until they can actually fly. All right, hang on a second. The dude who got uh, who went into the jet engine, right? We uh, found out he committed suicide. Yes, he has uh, died by suicide. Uh, we have uh, Frank, who's got a comment on that. Hi, Frank. Morning. Good morning. What's up, Frank? Zooks, buddy. What's going on? Yeah, I used to work for a company in Peterborough, New Jersey, called Falcon Jet Corporation, and we had an inspector named Steve Toast who was on the wing of a corporate jet, he got sucked into the engine butt first. Now, this guy has a really big butt. (laughs) You can't deny. Yes, he got sucked butt first into the jet engine. The conical spinner that is in the center of the engine burned right through into his spine, and uh, he was... Uh, because the air, the engine could not take in any more air because of his big butt. He was uh, the the engine stalled and threw him, spat him out about fifty feet. So it spat him out back through the engine. 
No. Uh, he was sucked in. The engine stalled. And because of there was so much pressure, <sighs> because he was he completely blocked the entrance. I see. That it, it stalled. And then the back pressure shot him out like a cannon. That's insane. And so any long-lasting physical issues because of that? I'd I'm have to imagine. Well, <laughs> he, was, he was hospitalized for about a year or so. <laughs> Um, but, uh, no, he ended up recovering from it and went back to work. Wow. Just one side thing. Every time I fart, my arm falls off. Hey, see, why don't we take a five-minute break? <laughs> Dude, that's insane. Why don't we take a five-minute break? Wow. Could you imagine that? That's crazy. Oh no, that's, uh, that's uh, insane. Sounds that's fun. a tremendous amount of luck right there. All right, we're going to break. We'll come back in a second. Lesson question, Trash Music News. If you are a NASCAR fan, you will definitely want to stay with us for the lesson question because we got a very cool prize giveaway. I'll be back in a moment. Your smart speaker can settle arguments, tell you the weather, and even order stuff. But did you know it can also stream WMMR, ask it to open MMR, and it'll begrudgingly comply. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Steven only sells real natural earth-born diamonds. Well, you're right. But Steven will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earth-born diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. You're a nice guy, nice gal, and we'd like to give you something. Uh, but you need to earn this, okay? We're going to ask a lesson question and we're going to see if you know the answer to it. If you do, we're going to give away a pair of tickets to the Pocono 400 NASCAR Cup Series race Sunday, nice. July 23rd at Pocono Raceway. If you've never been to Pocono, Man, is it cool! <laughs> it is massive. You yeah. wouldn't, you won't believe it. Yep, the tricky triangle. So let's see if you can get this correct. When, meaning what time, do Anna Nicole Smith and Joe Namath kiss? <laughs> All right, two one five two six three WMMR. There's a variety of sound clips that we were playing. When do they, Anna Nicole Smith and Joe Namath, kiss? Two one five. Two six three WMMR. Call us if you know the answer. The trash business is a goldmine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Helium Comedy Club. Bringing the laughs to Philly for many years. Helium Comedy has the best comics of today and tomorrow live every week. And tickets to line up at heliumcomedy.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, NBC has decided not to renew Magnum P.I., making this season its last. This show, which takes place on Oahu, 
focuses in on a group of actors pretending to do work on a TV show, but really having a vacation in the water. <laughs> 80-year-old Mick Jagger making a rare public appearance with his 34-year-old girlfriend, Melanie Hamrick, on Friday. The two are apparently taking in the early bird special at Cracker Barrel. Wow. <laughs> and finally, Oscar winner Olivia Coleman has joined the cast of Paddington 3, Paddington in Peru. Coleman will reportedly play the matriarch of a drug cartel who wants to smuggle cocaine inside Paddington. Oh. <laughs> All right, we're looking for an answer to this. Uh, when do they, Anna Nicole Smith and Joan Namath, kiss? Two one five. I want to kiss you. You want to kiss me? Two one five two six three WMMR. Tis Chris. We will go to. Hey Chris. Good morning. Hey everybody. It's good to have you on the Bob Bob Doo Bob Two Bob Bob Doo Bob Bob Oh, you did. It's pretty good. You did it. Damn good. Nice work, Chris. All right, tell us when do they kiss? Anna Nicole Smith and Joe Namath. Seven o'clock tonight is seven o'clock. Seven o'clock tonight. Seven o'clock. Yep, that's right. Hang on, Chris. You got it right. We're gonna give you those tickets. Pair of them. Pocono 400 NASCAR Cup Series race on Sunday, July 23rd, Pocono Raceway, NASCAR weekend at Pocono Raceway. It's July 21st to the 23rd. Tickets at PoconoRaceway.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! I got bronchitis. All right, uh, just a few things to run by you today. We'll start with this, the ongoing feud... Between Mick Mars and his former Motley Crue bandmates does not look like it's going to go anywhere anytime soon. It's very sad this is happening. Mars, who claimed that he was forced out of the band rather than simply retiring, told Rolling Stone when they wanted to get high and F everything up in the 80s, I covered for them. And now they're trying to take my legacy away, my part of Motley Crue, my ownership of the name, the brand. Mars, who was uh, said to be stepping away from live performances due to the degenerative disease that he has, right? asked rhetorically, how can you fire Mr. Hines from Hines Ketchup? He owns it. Frank Sinatra's or Jimi Hendrix's legacy goes on forever, and their heirs continue to profit from it. They're trying to take that away from me, and I'm not going to let them. It was back in April that Mars filed a suit against his bandmates, Alleged that the band wanted to cut Mars' share in profits from their earnings from 25% to 5%. He said Jeez. something they denied. But uh, co-founding bassist Nikki Six countered Mars' allegations by explaining the guitarist is unfit to contribute to the band. He said, we were there watching him physically fall apart, mentally fall apart. His memory fell apart. We really were, with kid gloves, always trying to support Mick. We've always stood by his side, but we couldn't let his side of the stage just be a train wreck. And now he's only saying these things because he's trying to hurt us. And what's the point? He's destroying his own legacy. He said, dude, we love the effing guy. It's really scary, him being in this complete hallucination. That's what Nikki had to say. Interesting. Yeah. I don't really know. I don't know what all that is about, to be honest. So we'll say we may never know. Yep. Uh, During an interview with Vulture, Rivers Cuomo said that Weezer's best album is their season's EP. They're in town tonight. Are they really? Yeah, they're at uh, The Man. Okay. Excellent band to see live if you've never seen Weezer. Love them. Uh, He said, like many artists, I'm usually most excited about the thing I just made. Uh, He said, I love summer, autumn, and winter all for different reasons. Uh, They all came out last year, and it would be very hard to choose, so I'll just say seasons because they were all separate, you know, EPs, albums. 
when asked what Weezer song he wishes more people liked, he said uh, it was a Seasons song. He said, um, we put out Winter, and there's an incredible song called uh, Lambic Pentameter. Hmm. Uh, or is it iambic? Iambic. There's, yeah. there's also there's both. Yeah, it's yeah. I- iambic pentameter uh, that has this insane guitar solo instrumental passage where we're jamming out with an orchestra, and oh my god, it's so fun. So yeah, that will probably be my first vote. He says. So tonight at the Man Weezer, hopefully uh, weather holds up. Damn. And then finally, separate auction on June thirtieth is a copy of the nineteen seventy four document freeing the Beatles from their legal partnership to each other which was signed by all four members. Wow. The breakup agreement is expected to sell for up to $500,000 at uh, Via Gotta Have Rock and Roll Auctions. Um, And according to the auction house, by 1974, after years of litigation, the band had reached an accord, and the documents were supposed to be signed on December 19th at a meeting at the Plaza Hotel in Manhattan, where the Beatles had stayed during the first trip to the United States. Paul and George were there in person while Ringo had, having already signed the document, was on the telephone. Although John lived in a, sh- uh, a short distance from the plaza, he left his former bandmates waiting, purportedly giving the excuse that, quote, the stars aren't right. But in reality, his absence was due to lingering concerns over taxation. Mm-hmm. Ten days later, the stars aligned. Cool agent on block. It says here, 10 days later, the stars aligned in Disney World of all places. Huh. So I don't know the story of that. I don't Why Did, did why they does take the contract right? down to Disney World and John signed it there? We just dissolved the band and I'm going to Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> when they broke up, who yeah. owned the name? Like when they would sell Beatles records. Good question. You know, because like, it doesn't Lou Graham own the name Foreigner. Or, you know, like when those bands... Uh, dissipate. Sometimes one member gets to hold on to the naming rights. Yeah, that's a, yeah. Who would have owned the actual brand, the Beatles? Like Kyle, the Beatles. Kyle tours with the Temptations or has toured with them in the past, and one of those members still owns that name. Yes, but he chose his uh, the Temptations and Rome. Right. Yeah. I don't think John cared at that point. He just wanted to go on the Captain Nemo ride. <laughs> it's 20, unbelievable. Twenty thousand leagues under you the sea. You see a squid. Yeah. So <laughs> that's where his head was at at that that's time. Right. All right. It's uncanny. And that is, you could imagine. <laughs> Underwater, 20,000 leagues. Uh, that's Nemo. The last, that's the last Goofy. item. Goofy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's all we're going to do in uh, music news today. Uh, all right. I have been told we have something to give away. Ah, yes. We have a screening of the Mission Impossible film. Dead. Supposed to be good. Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Dead Reckoning Part 1, July 6th, 7 p.m. at the IMAX in UA, at, uh, no, in IMAX at the UA King, King of Prussia. More You're just making sounds. Like this close to being done. Uh, and I can take six callers right now. We'll take the first six callers, 215-263-WMR. The movie doesn't even hit uh, theaters until July 12th, so... Uh, you'll be good to go. So we'll take those six callers, 215-263-WMMR. We'll come back in a second and wrap up the show. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Shine down. You can try, you can try, but the dead don't die. Jelly roll. Aaron Jones. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. 
I would like to thank our guests on the program today, Wawa CEO Chris Geisen. Yeah. was on the program. Good guy. He's great. And we'll um, be known. We will see him tomorrow at uh, Wawa Hoagie Day, uh, which is going to be on Independence Mall, right by the Constitution Center. Um, free hoagies. It starts at noon. It's noon to two. Me and Casey are going to be hosting this event, and there's the uh, uh, the, the great uh, Wawa Hoagie building contest happens between the fire department and the police department. It's a grudge match. Yes. Uh, and also members of the military go up against each other, and um, there's all kinds of great stuff going on that day. Constitution Center is open as well. Uh, so join us tomorrow for that <laughs> seven-ton hoagie that they're building. It's pretty amazing. And it's free. It's it's wonderful. And thank you to Dave McGrogan. Yeah! Talk to about the Pet Adoption Mega Event is coming up this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center at Oaks. And you can go to megaadopt.com and get all of your information and bring home another member of the family. Jackie Bam Bam is here. Good morning. Hey. Nice to see you. Good morning to see you, Jackie. I bought the yes, I like that. Thank I bought you. a lot of gloom once again. I don't don't ask where the sunlight is, but I am here. It's there above the clouds. Always remember that. Yeah, that's yeah. where Pierre is. That's above, is he, <laughs> he's an angel now. Is he, is he on his vacation now? He is. He called last night at like eleven thirty. His flight got delayed somewhere in Denver, but uh he's on his way. Okay, so he actually made everything. It was there screw up. As far as I know. Okay. Right. There were there were thing. massive delays because of the storms yeah. uh, yes. yesterday. Yep, yep. And those can affect uh even other parts of the country and they might mm-hmm. not be having storms. My Wife's cousin uh, was coming in from Sweden, and they had to uh, they had to delay the whole thing by yeah. day because of the nasty weather on the East Coast. No doubt. Yeah. Um, shall we do the letter of the day? We shall. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. The letter A as in apostle. Apostle. Oh. I thought we were going to get another made-up, cool, made-up word today. Duple? A duple. A duple. Yeah. I, I took a duple yesterday. <laughs> Why were you pointing at Casey when you said apostle? Well, Casey, we're above the clouds, and we're apostle? blessing the show today. Yeah. All right, so uh, we're going to give this away on Thursday. <laughs> you didn't answer my question. Okay. What, why did I point uh, to Casey? Catholic school, the whole Catholic Apostle, thing. Apostle, yeah. above the clouds. Uh, blessing thir- the show. Thursday, we're going to give this away. A pair of tickets to Moulin Rouge, the, the musical Friday, July 7th, the Academy of Music, and a hotel stay that night at the Bellevue Hotel in Center City. And Moulin Rouge, the musical, a winner of 10 Tony Awards, including Best Musical, is a theatrical celebration of truth, beauty, freedom, and above all, love. Uh, July 5th through the 30th of the Academy of Music, and tickets and information are available at Kimmel Cultural Campus. Dot org. So, you have a broadcast to do. I do. What's it's filled up? with oatmeal and popsicles, Romano. Yeah. Oatmeal. Oatmeal. Dry oatmeal <laughs> with pop-up popsicles. You get a BJ's. Delicious. Okay. Really? All right. That's what's powering the show today. All right. All right. On the workforce blocks, we're going to remember two great bases. Uh, the Ox passed away the anniversary. John Anschua, so we'll get to a big block of the Who. And, of course, the Fish, Chris Squire from Yes. Wow. And uh, we got Weezer in town tonight. Rain, snow, shine, or alcohol poisoning. It's going down at the men. Jackie Jackie does this thing where he gets done talking and then he excitedly opens his mouth and points at people. (laughs) (laughs) And he just did that to Casey. Oh, I got uh, chili peppers tickets too. Oh, Oh, very nice. Wait a second. You said chili and not chicken peppers. I'll get to the chicken later. All right. (laughs) Um, uh, Today's a tattoos day and we need to get a winner, 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 winner chicken dinner. Brian Kopkick of Royersport. Yeah. Rofo. 
uh, is the winner. We're going to give him a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. And there it is. 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. And for artwork samples, you can visit floatingworldtattoos.com or check them out on Instagram at Floating World Tattoos. Thank you so much to the fine sponsors <laughs> of the Preston and Steve Show. The program is brought to you by Duncan. The Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan. Tomorrow's Wednesday. Uh, secret text word, Fox Good Day. At some point, we need to do a prize blowout because we have a whole lot of things to give away. Maybe that's tomorrow. Maybe we'll play Kathy's favorite game. I'm thinking that we oh, do. Oh God! Have to. Come on! <laughs> I think that we because we have a lot of stuff. That's to give a away. ton of stuff. We got to give it away. All right, that's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye bye. Brennan Steve on ninety three three WMMR. Hey everybody! It's good to have you on the The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives for newly appointed agents. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the United States Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov careers usbp. That's cbp.gov careers usbp.